in, everybody. Oh, no! I was live treating you, Norm. He caught me in bed with his wife. <laughs> disaster like eating a burrito before sex welcome dear listeners to another exciting episode from your pals at thsp tonight we do a sequel to our franchise comedy episodes episode 68 that horror comedy episode part four the return of laughter Uh, on tonight's show we'll be covering happy death day to you and the babysitter killer queen Plus a brand new Kids Corner where Nate ventures into space in his first radar uh, review and discussion of the classic sci-fi horror film from 1979, Alien. So buckle up, my horror peeps, and let's get ready to laugh. So without further ado, my PIC, partner in crime, Christopher Canadian, Christopher Canadian, Christopher, <laughs> Christopher Koenig. How are you doing tonight, sir? <laughs> yeah, just give me one second here. Uh, All right, there we go. Um, are you I, doing, I, eh? <laughs> I, I'm doing just fine. I can definitely tell you I have never been to Canada. Not, not that I would not be interested. I would totally love to go. But uh, anyways, no, uh, everything's been going well, Tim. Um, we are still on the air. Um, I guess my uh, negative review of Ghostbusters Afterlife has um, not caused any problems. Oh, it's still, it's still early. I mean, yeah, it's still early, but, you know. And uh, actually, I was going to ask, have we gotten any email about uh, that by any chance, Tim? Not as of yet. <laughs> but okay, good. All right, good. who knows? <laughs> well, but by the way, um, I want to mention, too, on our um, Facebook fan page, I believe you posted an image from Ghostbusters Afterlife that uh, a clue possibly explaining as to why I I, I questioned that there was an image of an x-ray scan of a human brain. (laughs) And there was that comment that was made in the first Ghostbusters where um, Bill Murray uh, jokingly uh, said to Harold Ramis's character that this reminds me of the time where you tried to yes uh, <laughs> drill in your own head, and then, of course I would have gotten Ramis, away with it too. <laughs> yeah, he said very dryly, "I would have gotten away with it if you hadn't stopped me." Of course, <laughs> I would have succeeded and, and, if you hadn't stopped me. <laughs> right, right, right. And and I, of course, when we reviewed Ghostbusters Afterlife, I notice that x-ray image in the secret lab of egon spangler that right. was a young daughter and and i said why the hell does he have a uh, x-ray image of a, of a human brain <laughs> in the back <laughs> what's he studying is he studying the effects of ghosts on the human mind or is it like yeah right. you, know, you provided that little clue on our facebook fan page right weeks so- after <laughs> the episode right dropped. so not not say so that in other words, we 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 finally got an explanation for that. It, right. It doesn't quite now. Of course, it doesn't quite take away my thumbs down review for that movie. But Jesus I, Christ, was you really uh, itching for some uh, hate mail? 
Jesus. <laughs> Let sleeping dogs lie, sir. Uh, yes, I know. I just wanted to mention that. You know, I'm, yes. not, I'm not. I'm not necessarily trying right. to trying to twist the knife, but yeah. you know. <laughs> yes. Sometimes you know you just you just can't help it a little bit. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, but besides that, uh, not much else has been going on. As per usual, we have been, um, you know, we are still technically on our little sabbatical, but uh, we have been working <laughs> diligently of coming up with uh, episode ideas. We were just talking about two before recording. Um, we're not going to tell you what they are yet because we we firmly believe in the concept of uh, the surprise. Yes. And uh, but we are we are still looking over some ideas and some possibilities. And um, besides that, I, I've just been gearing up to do this episode. So and um uh, and how about you, Tim? What have you been up to? Well, I am right with my savior and tight with my bookie, man. Everything is aces. <laughs> Um, uh, let's see, you know, uh, we are just getting out of, uh, our, the winter. It's starting, the, the, the seasons are starting to change. Uh, we're recording this, um, March 26th, uh, 2022. So yeah, we're, we're slowly uh, getting into spring and, um, getting into the swing of things with, uh, uh, my son's baseball, uh, our league is about to start up again and we're finishing, we're in the middle of our flag football season with the kids I'm coach that I'm coaching in. So yeah, things are, 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 are going well. There's about, as of this recording, 10 or 11 weeks of school left. So looking forward to summer vacation because God damn it, we all need it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what's going on with me. Uh, but I wanted to also let you know, if you've been paying attention to our Facebook page, and by, by the time this is released, it's going to be a few weeks, unfortunately. But this has to deal with getting back to Ghostbusters. Uh, there's a new, brand new video game uh, coming out. And I don't know if you you saw the post, Chris. Did you at all? Uh, I saw the post. Yes, yes. I just saw it today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, called Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. Now, this game looks to be re- like a really fun time to be had if you loved Ghostbusters, and it apparently picks up right after, right about after life the film left off, and you get to get your bunch of your buddies together online. I, I and I believe even if they're sitting next to you, you can co-op, and you can hunt ghosts together. You can create your own like Ghostbuster avatar. And I believe that I believe there's also a storyline involved. So there's, there's a mission-based game too. So I am really thoroughly looking forward to it. Uh, the uh, I don't know. If, did you watch the trailer or no? I didn't get a chance to watch it okay. yet, but I noticed the post was yeah, up. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so look, if you guys are interested, if you haven't seen it yet, which you should have, it was posted um, on uh, March twenty uh, second, I believe, twenty third. Anyway, just scroll through our feed there. If not, you can also probably YouTube it and Google it. It's if you haven't seen it already, it's a lot of fun. And obviously, if you're a gamer, you've seen it like three times already, if not more. Um, I also purchased the remastered version of the, orig- the original Ghostbusters from game from the PS3 days. They remastered that by, by Atari, I believe, and uh, re- remastered it and redid it for the PS4. And I believe you could pick that up for about roughly $20 on uh, Amazon. So that's a really fun game, too. And it has all the original characters' voices, even Egon, because it was recorded, the game was released and, and, and done before he passed away. So you get, you'll get uh, Egon's voice in there. Um, so that's a really fun play, but that's all my Ghostbusters news. <laughs> I was actually just going to say that, you know, it's so interesting thinking about it when you were just talking about this. Yeah. It's so interesting how that film will just not die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it to be horrible. I, I, I love the original movie, right. but I'm just saying it's amazing how ever since 1984. Right. 
and this is what 2022 yes <laughs> and how how many years that's been and how long the you know the, the cult favorite has continued to grow <laughs> right right i know so i mean i i um i just find it very interesting i mean looking at it from that perspective <laughs> You know, right. So, but uh, no, that's very interesting uh, news there. Oh, I was also going to mention this too. Um, if any of you, I'm not talking about horror films right now, but I'm just saying, if any of you out there are uh, fans of a genre that um, uh, is widely known as the chop sake genre, oh, yeah? the kung fu craze, uh, Arrow Video has put out the awesome. Uh, Shaw Brothers Volume 1 uh, Blu-ray sets containing such great gems like uh, um, uh, Chinatown Kid and um, uh, King Boxer and oh, uh, wow. and uh, Dirty Ho. I mean, just all these, <laughs> <laughs> all these, which I have not seen these movies. You know, I mean, I've seen a few of them, not, not all of them. And I do believe there's a volume two coming out, at least from what I've heard. But if okay. any of you out there love watching uh, dudes beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> it, it, Always. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, with the, use, utilizing Kung Fu and uh, fast paced editing and uh, jumping on wires and shit uh this is this is a great box set i do recommend it you know I mean, and, and I, you said through arrow video arrow video yeah okay but uh, yeah i mean it's just great and and um um I, I will say this i'm not saying it's gonna happen but i did mention this to tim uh a year ago saying you know it would be it would be so great if we can do some uh, Hong Kong horror. And I realized, hey, I think the Shaw Brothers did make a couple of horror movies. So okay. there's <laughs> there's something for us to look forward to down the line. So that's that. that hey, I'm, I'm I'm up for it. <laughs> Let's rock. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, and mentioning the you know you know Hong Kong and kung fu and like just martial arts. I don't know. Do you remember the movie Raid? Oh, oh it, that just celebrated its tenth anniversary. Was that? I'm trying to remember. Was that like it took place in a like a high rise? Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Ba- basically, it's like a very, very uh, like a martial arts version of like Donkey Kong. These guys are trying to get up the building to get to the bad guy all the way to the top. It's like a video game almost. <laughs> but it is been... <laughs> it is brutal as fuck. <laughs> it's been a while since I've. I, I I'm I think I might have seen it's. It sounds so familiar, but yeah. I mean. But I, now I got to check it out again. Yeah. Now I'm like, I, I got to know if it's the movie I've seen. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's very interesting. It's a lot of fun. And if you really like the martial arts, like kick the crap out of people, like you guys through walls and knives and just going like, it's almost like a Benny Hanna, you know, just, you know, all it's really freaking cool, man. I, I, I know I'm not doing it a service by saying that, but I'm like, fuck, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you haven't had a chance to see, check out Ray, check out Raid. Uh, and Raid 2, the sequel. Uh, Raid 2 is a little bit longer, but yeah. <laughs> a little bit longer, but more fighting, I'm assuming? Uh, more fighting, but it's it's almost <laughs> like, okay, so Raid was like, uh, this like cond- in this condensed like building like it's it was it felt very claustrophobic, but you know it had a, and it was like eighty minutes you know door to door you know the uh, raid two it, it goes into Godfather long territory it's like two and a half hours and that's a that's oh my a, god it's, it's a that's a long move it's a long time for for a, a action movie you know with martial arts to take place and I'm like holy crap I mean it's like okay. I'm getting tired <laughs> just watching you guys. <laughs> but yeah, so Raid, Raid 2, uh, both really great films. Um, 
Yeah. So I think before we dive into our meat and potatoes, our main event of the evening of this episode, I'm sorry, yeah. before we dive into the main event of this episode, we should head over to the Kids Corner and uh, hang out with Nate for a few minutes, and we'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Nate, and welcome to Kids Corner with my dad, Tim. Hey, that's me. Uh, Kids Corner will cover family-friendly films and TV shows. And maybe not-so-family-friendly movies. <laughs> so, listen in. These are photos of an island in the South Pacific. The place where myth and science meet. explosives to shake the earth, helping us to map the surface of the island. You're dropping bombs. Mm. Scientific instruments. I see trouble on the way. Is that a monkey? that thing was out here? I'm sorry for your man, Colonel. But if you want to make their sacrifice worthwhile, hit us home with proof. Monsters exist. Whoa, 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 whoa. Your friend there can put that down. What the hell is this place? That's calm. He's king around here. Kong's pretty good, King. Keeps to himself, mostly. Well, you don't go into someone's house and start dropping bombs unless you're picking a fight. Kong's God on the island, but the devils live below us. And what are they called? I call them Skull Crawlers. Why? I never said that name out loud before. It sounds stupid now that I say Just you call them whatever you want. We're all gonna die together out here. <laughs> you shouldn't have come here. Thanks, Dad. Welcome to Kids Corner, and I'm Nate, and I'm joined by my father. What? Hi. <laughs> so we, uh, so dear listeners, we've had a little technical difficulty with um, our, well, my Alien DVD, and we hope to have that fixed shortly. Uh, so we will be bringing you another option, which is Nathaniel. Kong Skull Island. From 2017. Mm. So, oh, I thought, oh, I thought it was 2016. Okay. Well, it's always good to be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Yeah. So, welcome to Kids Corner, right? Yeah. So, why don't you say that? Welcome to Kids Corner. I already did. Say it again. Welcome to Kids Corner. I'm Nate, and I'm joined by my father. Wow. That was uninspired. <laughs> so, all right. Nate, all right. So, we're, we're covering uh, Kong uh, uh, Skull Island, right? 
So uh, why don't we get into the synopsis and tell the dear listeners what Kong Skull Island is all about. Heat. Kong Skull Island is a 2017 American monster film directed by Jordan Vogt-Roberts. It is a reboot of the King Kong franchise, and it serves as the second film in its legendary Monsterverse, as well as the 11th film in the King Kong franchise. It stars Tom Hilson, Samuel L. Jackson, John Goodman, Brie Larson, Jing Tang, Toby Kebbell, John Orr's, Courtney Hawkins, Jason Mitch- Mitchell, Sheila Williams, Thomas Men, Terry Dodler, and John C. Riley. It in the film set in nineteen seventy three. So the film is set in nineteen seventy three. Okay. Yeah. A team of scientists and the Vietnam War soldiers travel to Uncharted Skull Island and meet Kong, a gigantic ape who is the last of his species, closely followed by other terrifying creatures. Terrifying, yes. Big, ginormous, huge. Spider. All all appropriate words for the description of what's on Skull Island. Continue, sir. The film was announced in July 2014 at San Diego Comic-Con. That's San Diego. Oh. It's in California. San... Are you new here? (laughs) San Diego. Is that another country? Weirdo. San Diego Comic-Con, numbnuts. Go. And Vought Roberts was was announced as the director in September... 2014. The project intellectually began at Universal Pictures, as the origin of the story was later moved to Warner Brothers to develop the Shard Cinematic Universe. The Shard Cinematic Universe. God! Featuring Godzilla and Kong. The principal photography began in October 2015 in Hawaii and various other locations around Vietnam, and and it ended in March 2016. Kong Skull Island was theoretically released on March... Theatrically 10th, released. ...on March 10th, 2017. What the... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just giving Nate a hard time right now. Go on. Continue, sir. <laughs> to generally propose views... Gen- Where were you you reading, dude? Right here. Generally positive reviews. My lord. From the critics. He's a little nervous. (laughs) Don't slap me, boy. Continue on. Generally positive reviews. Let's go. From critics. With praise for its visual effects and action sequence. And performances, particularly by Jackson and Riley. It was also a box office success, grossing a hundred. 566 million worldwide, becoming the highest grossing installment to the MonsterVerse to date. The film was received a Best Visual Effects nominated at the 90th Academy Awards and sequel Godzilla vs. Kong was released on 
March 24th, <laughs> 2021. I'm doing the Will Smith slap. <laughs> you can go on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dear listeners. I'm just giving Nate a hard time. Oh. <laughs> Teacher, what? Don't put your word. Uh, what did Chris write? Oh. Don't. Keep, keep your keep, wife's word. Keep, keep your wife's, my wife's name out of your mouth. <laughs> go on. All right. And the Academy Awards continue. Yeah. At the Academy, are you? Because I'm. <laughs> the 90th Academy Awards. Right. <laughs> um, a sequel to Godzilla vs. Kong was released on March 24th, 2021. Well, that was fantastic. Yeah, I was razzing it a little bit. Where you, you can't see it, but I, I was fake slapping him with my hands, and I was, I was staring at him goofily while I was trying to read. So, yes. Anyway, Nate, uh, let's get this uh, segment back on track. What were your top three favorite moments of Godzilla? I mean, not Godzilla. <laughs> Kong Skull Island. Okay. Um, no, I'm editing it all out. <laughs> so, top three moments of Kong Skull Island. Go. Um, now! Quicker! Faster! Okay. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> I'm trying to look back. Um, Think back. Thank you, Timothy. All right, go. Um. Oh God. Um. Oh God. Uh. Boring. <laughs> Thank you. No. So top no. Top, top top three. Seriously. Um, when um the guy the um from World War Two was um John C. Riley's character. Okay. Yeah. Um. He was like. Look in the skies, or look at the ground, look at the sides of you for ants. And also look in the sky, giant ants. Yes, uh, John C. Riley was, is, is and was amazing in this movie. Uh, he's, he's amazing in almost every movie he's been in um, uh, before and since. Um, I really enjoyed his character as the, uh, as the, as the crazy... Uh, uh, crazy, not so crazy War II veteran that they uh, actually find on the island who's been there since they crash landed. It opens actually with a younger version, a character of John C. Riley and a Japanese um, soldier uh, f f fighting to the death until they run into Kong, and, and they become friends. They just they just drop their bayonets and, and knives and. Uh, yeah, they swords, uh, swords and, and just uh, decided to like, yeah, we're not going to fight each other anymore because we got to like fight everything else on this island and stay alive. Um, so, all right, uh, second favorite moment, Nate. Um, probably when that one of the funniest soldiers is like, it's it looks like a plane and it's a boat because it's made of plane parts, but it it's a boat. So I call it a plot. A plot. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, th a third favorite moment, Nate. Probably when um John C. Riley's character says, "Have the come Cubs won the World Series yet?" <laughs> no, not yet. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then they start talking about the Detroit Tigers, who suck equally, yes. if not more, uh, still uh, to this day of this recording on uh, April uh, two thousand twenty-two, the day before Easter. <laughs> yes, um, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I think most families will. It's a little. It's really intense. They got some really intense action scenes. Like they have for, 
For mo for a majority of the film, there's a lot of action and right, right. But I'm saying for little ones, it's yeah. Uh, it could be a little uh a little much for the littles. Let's say five and under. Um, however, uh, it, it it's a lot of fun, lots of action, like Nate mentioned just previously. Um, some intense action, uh, lots of death, <laughs> and uh, being like disemboweled. Like there was this big um, spider thing. That impaled and, the dude. Yeah. Like right through his throat, like all the way through, yeah. It, it, it was, it, there were some really kind of, gross, I mean, some gross but cool moments. So if you're an adult and if you're an older kid, you're going to enjoy it. It's really badass, but if it's uh, if it's a, if it's a little ones, I I I, t I take a little take a little pause for the cause uh, and say maybe just watch it first without them to see and and you judge it yourself, guys yeah and gals yeah you judge if it's okay or not right so Nate on a scale of one to ten ten being super duper scary and one being not scary at all where would you rank this movie but now also take into 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 account that intensity and the action and a lot and everything else we just talked about. So Zero. Liar! <laughs> I didn't think it was scary at all. I mean, well, well, I like action movies. Right. So, so uh, yeah, I'd, I'd rank, not as this is a horror podcast and we've seen a lot worse probably. <laughs> yeah, um, most likely. I'd say it's about a, about a four ish i mean there there is some violence but it's not super duper gory but yeah you got, you got your soldiers being impaled soldiers like getting eaten and blown up uh as they're fighting kong and the various other creatures of the island it's really really cool <laughs> uh john actually john goodman tom hiddleston uh brie larson samuel jackson these are all heavy hitters within the marvel universe and also just acting wise uh they really brought their a games i thoroughly enjoyed it i think it was the best out in in the uh, monsterverse right now. I, I, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Godzilla to begin with, um, and every time I hear Godzilla, I think "Go Go Godzilla," that old song from yeah. like the '90s or '80s. Um, but I do like Godzilla. But Kong is way better. It, it's, it's it's in my opinion, it's much better. It's so better by a mile. Right. So Nate, would you? Oh, recommend by the way, the only okay. thing I disliked about um, Samuel Jackson's character. Is the way he died. By Kong's Spoiler! Whisper. By Kong's whisper. Really? Yeah, because Kong is a badass mother effer. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> so Nate, w would you recommend this to your someone in your fourth grade class? Would you recommend this to your buddies? Davis, Carson, uh, Jay? I don't. Uh, Cole, Tank. Cole or Carson and Jay? aren't really into horror movies. But it's so. not a horror movie, though. Yeah. You said it yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, but not really. So would you recommend this to someone in your... Other than those, but would you recommend this to someone in your class? Yeah. Not necessarily... Not necessarily I said so. I said so. Yeah, not necessarily the people we, or the kids we just talked about, the guys we just talked about. All right, so you so you give it a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs yeah. in the middle? Um, I'd give it a thumb... A, two big thumbs up. Yeah, two big... Two big Kong thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, same here. Two big Kong thumbs up. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed uh, Kong Skull Island. I've watched one it of the better Kong movies. True. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, um, I've watched this is probably my fourth or fifth time watching it now. Uh, you can find it on, I believe, HBO Max. Uh, it's on Vudu. Or if you have the disc. Well, yeah, if you have the Blu-ray, of course. I'm just saying, if they need to watch it, somebody they don't really want to buy the the, the Blu-ray or DVD. 
Um, it's probably at your library too, your local library. So check those. So check that out there. Uh, so for Tim, I so for so for Tim so for so for Nate, I am Tim, father of this chuckle nut. Um, so thank you for listening and joining us this month. Nate, can you tell our dear listeners what they can expect next month? You don't know. No, I really don't. Blank stare, like a deer in headlights. Oh. Huh? <laughs> Did we have a podcast to record this morning? Huh? <laughs> huh? What? Speak up! We we can watch King Kong versus Godzilla. Is that a question? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. All right. So apparently we're watching Kong versus Godzilla, or if we can get the DVD fixed, we'll finish watching Alien. So we'll see you next month. All right. Bye. This is Kids Corner. I'm Nate, and I'm joined by my father. <laughs> All right. Bye. Let's throw it back to Tim. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, and we're back. So, Christopher, let's roll that trailer for Happy Death Day to you. You want to string it up, sir? Sure, I just got that whole, I got the projector gassed up, so hopefully it'll work <laughs> oh, out. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, we haven't changed the spark plugs on that thing since, like, what? We're on, like, what? Are we on, like, season eight? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, then it's been about eight seasons since. All right. Then, so. so you better pull that ripcord really hard. <laughs> All right, then. Let's string it up. Dude, help. I am tripping right now. I feel like I've totally lived through this day already. Deja vu? Yes. A day reset when you died, right? Yeah. I might be able to help with that. I died 11 times. I was stuck reliving the same day over and over again until someone wearing a baby mask murdered me on the night of my birthday. Turns out it was my roommate, Lori. I kicked her crazy ass out a window and killed her, which broke the loop. But now I'm living the better version of my life. You okay? No. Okay, you're up. I folded your pants for you. No way. Dude, did you hit that? Oh, what? I don't believe this. It's Monday the 18th! Again! Go. Stop global warming. Go. 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 I thought it ended the loop, but I'm back. Oh my god. Everything's different. This time, it's coming after all of us. If you don't reset the day and try again, they're dead for good, aren't they? So I'm going to have to die over and over again to save all of you. I mean, I guess you could just reset the day yourself. Genius idea. If I don't stop the killer, more people will die. <laughs> Failure's not an option. Focus, man. My money on my mind. Got a meal out the field and I'm still in the grind. Now show this. I'm literally dying to figure this out. A girl from Woodley by and they ready to go. Okay, you're up. I'm so done with this shit. I'm on borrowed time here. What the? Fuck? All right.
it. Let's see what you got. We're in crisis mode, Tree. Who's gonna pledge Kappa now that we have a death curse? Okay, Christopher, let's take it away, sir. All right. Well, first, I'm very surprised that that, um, that motor ran. But anyways. Uh, so, <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, yes. But anyway, so we're talking about Happy Death Day to You from 2019, uh, written and directed by Christopher Landon. Uh, before I begin, i forgotten that this was from 2019. So this movie's already like, like what, two years old? Yep. <laughs> yeah. God, Jesus. I, I thought this was like close to like 2021. <laughs> but, you know, what do I know? Yeah. Anyways. um February 13th, 2019, in fact, is ah, when it was released. Okay. All right. Uh, At least in the States here. Mm-hmm. So in other words, did China get to see this movie before we did? <laughs> it's, it's possible. It's possible, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so <clears throat> with that said, uh, when Wes Craven made his final movie, Scream 4, he presented a rather over-the-top opening in which two young girls were discussing the merits and the lack thereof in the fictionalized Stab Slasher series. One of them mentioned a sequel, which somehow introduced the concept of time travel into the mix. <laughs> now, uh, when one hears slasher movie and time travel in the same sentence, one wonders what the results of that odd combination would be. Well, the makers of Happy Death Day to You must have been fully aware of that gag in Scream 4 because this follow-up to the previous Happy Death Day has the audacity to introduce the concept of time travel <laughs> in alternate universes in no less than 15 minutes into this sequel. Crazy, right? Yeah, I thought so too. So... <clears throat> Happy Death Day to You takes place right after the conclusion of the previous film uh, in which Tree Gelbman, played by Jessica Roth, uh, managed to defeat her murderous roommate, Lori, played by Ruby Modine, and has become romantically entangled with uh, Carter, played by Israel Broussard. Uh, if you want to know all about the plot for that, you need to check out our previous episode where we reviewed the first movie. But anyways... Um, but this time we are we focus on nerdy college student Ryan, played by Five U, as he wakes up in his car and is summoned by fellow students Samar, played by Shiraz Sharma, and Andrea, played by Sarah Yarkin, to the science lab to work on a special reactor that the team isn't quite sure what its capabilities are. Apparently the device has caused a brief power surge, and the three dweebs are about to investigate the issue until the college dean, Roger Bronson, played by Steve Zeiss... Damn that college dean. <laughs> yep. He decides to take a brief page from the original Ghostbusters and shuts down the project as the apparatus is causing one too many power surges and is turning into quite the financial boondoggle for the college. As if that isn't enough, Ryan is suddenly murdered by a hooded killer wearing a baby-faced mask. Just like in in the first movie and just like in the first movie ryan experiences groundhog day deja vu wakes up back in his car starting the day all over again ryan brings this to the attention of tree who yes experienced this uh, loop from the previous entry and knows exactly how this is supposed to play out or does she as it turns out ryan that is and, and as it turns out ryan's reactor was responsible for causing, yep, you guessed it, a time loop, which brought all that misery to Tree in the first movie. So, once when Tree and Carter managed to capture the masked killer, it turned out the culprit is none other 
Then Ryan from another dimension. Are you confused, <laughs> folks? Anyways, the, uh, alternate dimension Ryan warns them that he is there to kill present Ryan because the reactor will cause a rift in time. So present time Ryan decides to activate the reactor and surprise, it causes an explosive time rift, which places Tree back in the time loop she experienced in the first movie. But this time around, Tree is in an alternate universe in which uh, Carter is dating the more likable Danielle played by Rachel Matthews and Tree's mother, Julie played by Missy Yeager has not died from cancer and is alive and well, despite all this tree is still under assault by a masked killer. And not only does she have to put a stop to the murderer, but she also has to find a way to get back to her own dimension. <laughs> so, and I hope I describe this as best as possible because as much as I, you know, happy death day to you is a, is a decent movie. The, the whole, the time travel alternate universe concept that this movie explores really gets very, 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 very um, unfocused. Let's put it that way. A tad confusing at times if, if you're not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I forgot. If you look away from the screen and you for like half a second, you'll <laughs> miss something and you'll be like, what's going on? And, and, and I, I, I assure you it involves a time travel concept. So anyway, <laughs> um, so um, yeah, I, uh, I thought this was an okay follow-up. I can't say it's a great one, but you know, in, in hindsight, I, I think the first movie worked so well because the concept of it was uh, unique and you never really knew exactly how, uh, the tree Gelbman character got stuck in this time loop. You know, they, they, they casually joked. It was like groundhog day. And if no one has ever seen that movie, that's the film with Bill Murray and directed by Harold Ramis. And it's a very funny movie, but it's, it's basically, you know, uh, Bill Murray stuck in a weird groundhog day, deja vu time warp type concept that mm -hmm. um, doesn't really need a lot of explaining to tell you the truth, but because yeah. it just uh, is, it just is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but 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 in the case of Groundhog Day, it just is, but it has a purpose, mm -hmm. and it's kind of the same thing with uh, the first Happy Death Day. Uh, with part two, it tries to introduce a reason to why that time loop happened, right? Instead of just maybe karma, <laughs> yeah, karma, which I I I felt kind of does slightly ruin it because. I like the idea of it being just karma. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like I said, time travel and slasher movie in the same concept is like, <laughs> it, 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 it goes way beyond the, the um, statement of absurd. But, <laughs> and the other thing is that this movie, this follow-up is actually, this one is actually far more humorous than the first movie. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know, they were trying to, it was almost like how Sam Raimi went from serious horror to Evil Dead to horror and comedy and Evil Dead 2 and then jumping to just plain comedy with Army of Darkness. Right. <laughs> so, it, but this one felt like it made like that quick leap to comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sort of like trying to be the next hot tub time machine, except <laughs> minus the hot tub. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I, so I really enjoyed the first one because it was uh, at the time it, it, it was a unique film. Yeah. I mean, we all seen Groundhog Day, but to put that kind of give that spin to a slasher flick, 
Like, that's pretty cool. I, 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 I dug the uniqueness of it all. And I, I get what you're saying. I, I prefer to have it not explained other than the fact that, yeah, it's karma. And she was a, she was a, she was doing shitty things. And, you know, uh, this was her penance to, to try to figure out what's going on and to try to be a better person. Yeah. And, you know, obviously stop the killer. But I, I, I like that aspect. I, I did like this movie. I didn't like love it. I liked yeah. it a lot. I thought I thought it was funny. I liked I liked revisiting Tree and, and her characters. And I liked the fact that you know you see her growth as a person as a character, and I, I like the fact that we got to see um, her her mom and her interact because that was such a big part of that. I, I, those are so yeah. certain aspects I really enjoyed about the movie. Uh, but yeah, it, it was a little a little jokey, but it kind of it, it worked. Um, yeah, I mean, some of the jokes do work. I mean, I'm not saying it's it, it's a failure on that. Oh yeah, level, yeah, no. But I'm just saying like it it. It just felt like by introducing the time travel and the alternate dimensions thing, it it, it I felt like we were just like on repeat rather than oh, yeah. rather than doing something new. But then to be to be honest of it, if they did it without the time travel thing and then somehow Tree Gelbin got stuck in the time loop all over again doing yeah. some in, in in regards to some other scenario. Yeah. It would still be the same concept. It would still be the same idea. You know, right. I got to figure out who's killing people, who's trying to kill me. Yeah. Uh, and I can only find out by, you know, waking up each day after I've been killed to find out who is doing it and try to connect the dots, mm -hmm. you know. So, I mean, like, no matter what direction uh, part two would take, it would have to be mostly the same right. idea, the same concept conceptual which which you which you get in you get into that frame when you're doing sequels to something uh, yeah any horror movie any kind of even comedy whatever it it, it, it you're you're we, we talked about this with ghostbusters it's a it's a fine line you have to walk you don't want to right. tell the same story over again. you want to add little nuances and that, I, they did that with the, with the, with the with the alternate universes and the, and the time travel aspect yeah. but yeah let me introduce some new characters uh, yeah. here. Yeah, and, and and honestly, I really enjoyed the the, uh, the Ryan's buddies. Uh, it, but it's Churro Day, <laughs> <laughs> dude. That's like two fifty. You just knocked on the phone. Now it's covered in bacteria. <laughs> dude, I think it just yeah. crap, I just crapped my pants or shit my pants. <laughs> I mean, actually, I would have thought I thought you know the movie would have probably benefited a lot more if it just focused on them. Yeah, like, like they got involved in a time loop, right? And they had to figure out how to fix it. And in the meantime, there's a killer trying to kill them. Right. And then, you know, but then you have to, you have, you have to kind of come up with the motivations. And, 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 and <laughs> there is a very weird semi-motivation of a killer in this, in the opening 15, 20 minutes of the movie. Right. Which we'll, we'll talk about when we do our in-depth, right. in-depth uh, um, uh, descriptions here. But uh, yeah. But, but yeah, I, yeah. I really, I really love the bit, bit part characters in this and the, the supporting yeah. cast. I mean, the dean is like by far he kind of he stole the show every time he was on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to, we'll get to his his stuff too. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So so happy death day to you uh, opens with the Ryan character. Uh, he wakes up in his car, mm -hmm. and he goes to his. Um, Dorm room. Uh, dorm room, which is being occupied by Tree and Carter, the two characters from the previous movie. So this is taking place like after the conclusion of the first movie. Yes. Because if if you remember, and I vaguely remember, Ryan shows up at the end and he says, you know, I'm tired of living out in my car. It smells like hot pocket and feet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he says the exact same line here. So this is where this is where it starts off at. So but now 
uh, Ryan gets a call from his two uh, friends, mm-hmm. uh, Samar and Andrea, and they're asking him to come to the uh, uh, college laboratory where they have built this um, uh, re- this circular uh, reactor core. Uh, Mm-hmm. Which interesting, funny enough, they they built this thing and they have no idea what it's supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> they went through all this trouble to, to build this thing, and they have no idea what it what it's. What they, it's, what it's yeah, no do. no concrete ideas anyway, but oh, some hypotheticals. Yeah. yeah, they just know it's a reactor and it does something with the power because they talk about how it recently had some power surges, that rolling the, blackouts. Yeah, yeah, that, that the computer recorded. So now they got to figure out, okay, well, what does it do? And then just when they're about to, to investigate it, what happens, Tim? The dean comes in. <laughs> yes, Dean Roger Bronson. God, he is he, he, he. Okay, he's a delight. He his character is a delight. He he, he to the T. He plays this part perfectly. Yeah. Like, he, and, like, if you remember any Dean from any eighties like college comedy, this is the guy. <laughs> well, if anything, uh, he's not quite like. Say John Vernon in Animal House. Well, okay, true. Okay, <laughs> but, any other. But, but if you did a sequel to Animal House and you wanted a Dean, a, a, a Dean character, and you couldn't get John Vernon, then you'd get this guy. Right. <laughs> you know? So, but I do agree. I I, I thought Steve uh, Zeiss was uh, was pretty amusing in this. Right. He's more of like a bumbling Dean, though. Yes. <laughs> How he becomes a Dean of a, a, a prestigious college, I'll, I'll never. No, is he the one? Is he the one that puts the ugly baby face? Is that that his idea? I don't know. It might have been (laughs) as a mascot. But they do mention for such a for such a uh, unappealing dean, he has a hot wife, which yes, yes. surprisingly (laughs) hot. (laughs) But anyways, so he comes in and he shuts the project down because it's causing way too many blackouts, and it's not making any money. And I love the bit where where Ryan says so. You know, that's all this thing was meant to be was just for us to somehow bring money into the college, and 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 the dean says to him, "Yes, yeah, so exactly. of course." He's like, he's like, I am literally trying to keep the lights on in this place, and you are taking, you're doing everything to trash it to, to turn off the lights, literally <laughs> break <Right>. the bulbs. <laughs> so he shuts the project down, and in the meantime, Ryan is completely bummed. Right. In the meantime, when the dean entered, uh, his two friends Samar and Andrea quickly uh, sashayed out of the out of the room because <laughs> they didn't want to be around there yeah. for trouble. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's Shiro Dan at the cafeteria, <laughs> <laughs> like we just mentioned. So they run away and leave Ryan his own devices to handle uh, Dean uh, Bronson. So after all that, uh, Ryan is sitting by himself on a couch in the uh, in the uh, in the office, and suddenly he gets a um, a, a a text showing a picture of him sitting on the couch, and so basically someone is stalking him and sending him pictures, and he ends up in the chemistry lab, and and um, suddenly he gets um, doesn't uh, doesn't Samir come behind him and and and. Um, and like touch his shoulder, yeah. And, and he yeah. turns around and he drops a churro on the ground. Right, and it goes, "Oh, great, dude! Now that's two fifty down a drain." You know, that's churro. And then, then, then Ryan gets, then somebody in the baby killer mask gets uh, behind Ryan in like a supply closet and stabs him. And then he wakes up back in the car. Back so in now, the car. Yeah. So, but what I find interesting is after the second attempt, Ryan kind of sort of figures out that he's 
trapped in some weird right uh, deja vu, and he and he quickly goes to uh, Tree and uh, Carter and tells them what he's experienced and suddenly trees eyes light up and she's right. like, I know what this is. <laughs> right. But you know, but let's briefly, let's briefly talk about the background people in, 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 in when Ryan Pat uh, dies and wakes up and re- has to relive the same day. Yeah. I, I, I love it. It's this, it's the small things like the, uh, the, the guy, the fat kid playing the tuba or the, or the trombone out yeah, in the hallway. The and he goes like, shut, shut up. up. And then the, the fat kid just flicks him off. <laughs> I mean, it's these little things or when he's, when he's walking through like the quad and there's a lady trying to, you know, trying to have him sign a petition. He goes, Oh, I don't speak English. And he <laughs> runs away. Yeah. I mean, there's all these little knots. I mean, they had to work so hard to just kind of recreate this stuff. And that, and that's a, a, a props to like the, 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 you know, I don't say prop master, but the, the, People who do continuity for the films, yeah, the continuity in the production, right? Everything, right? The, the same locations, right? The same locations, and and the the, the 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 couple making out on the lawn. The sprinklers go off. The the uh, the fret guys falling down. You know, about to pass out. I mean, they briefly show that scene. I'm like, but it was really good little nods to the original, right. and also when they're at the basketball game and we see Tree looking at that failed uh, her failed uh, um, I guess date with the uh, the hunky uh, gay guy who didn't know he was gay yeah <laughs> and she looks up to him and he's sitting next to a guy and he gives her the thumbs up I'm like it was these, just these little little nuggets that that, that, that don't take anybody anything but like, like 10 seconds and it's like I just I love that but let's continue on <laughs> no so so and, and of course um, Ryan and Tree figure out that this whole thing involving the time loop that she was caught in was mm-hmm. a result of the um, power surge in the in in the reactor that they from created. Sissy, yeah, Sissy, it's Sissy. It's which is Sissy. short, yeah, which is short for something, but yeah. But anyway, know. so so now they got to figure out who's trying to kill Ryan, you know, because because the scenario of this whole thing is completely different, you know. Right. Why is there someone trying to kill Ryan when? Technically, uh, Tree managed to defeat the actual killer right. in, in the first movie, which was her roommate, um, Lori, played by Ruby Modine. So what happens is that she they, they, they end up at a at a um, at a college. Uh, was it a basketball game? I think it was. Yeah, basketball, a basketball, yeah, basketball, ba- game. Okay. basketball game. Yeah, yeah, and of course the killer shows up because they want to, There's 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 safety in numbers, and what better right. way to, to be surrounded? But yeah, yeah. So there. So eventually the killer does show up. It chases Ryan, and then yeah, because think, if somebody pulls a fire alarm and they exit and they have to exit the the stadium. Right. So uh, Ryan's all by his lonesome in like the, uh, the storage area and, and, and he's about to get killed by the, the mysterious mass killer. But then, uh, tree knocks the killer out. <laughs> and this is all like within the first 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. So you almost begin to think, wait, this movie isn't going to be over yet. Is it? <laughs> it's very, so, it's, it's very ballsy with, with their, with their approach to this film. Oh yeah. So, so then they take the mask off the killer and it turns out the killer is Tim. It's Ryan. And he, Ryan goes, what the fuck? <laughs> or they cut out the F part, but it's like, then, then you see him, you see Ryan tying Ryan up to a chair. <laughs> yeah. So basically the, the killer Ryan is, is from another the, time. A multi, the, 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 the multiverse, multiverse. Yeah, the multiverse concept where like he, he's from like a different part of the, the universe or a time universe. So, and uh, killer Ryan is trying to tell everybody that present Ryan 
needs to be murdered because he'll do something that will cause disruption in the 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 time continuum or whatever right <laughs> or something close to that right so ryan present day ryan decides well i'm just going to activate the computer and see what it is he's talking about and then suddenly because i have to power up suddenly dean bronson and the security guys emerge and are going to try to shut down the uh um, reactor yeah. yeah sissy the reactor and they're just about to until the reactor overloads and then all of a sudden it explodes and everybody is flying in slow motion. And, and then suddenly Tree wakes up and she's caught back in the time loop from the first movie all she's over got, again. She's reliving her birthday, which was March 18th. They went to the next day, but now she's back. They went to March 19th with Ryan, but now they're back to her birthday, which is that previous Monday. <laughs> right. And now she's like, oh, no, not again. Right. But. Because she knows how this whole thing plays out, she automatically assumes that, you know, okay, to, to, to put an end to the time loop, all I got to do is just take out the person that was mm-hmm. trying to kill me, and then I won't have to go through all this again. Uh, which is there's a twist. <laughs> yes, there's a twist, though. So it turns out uh, Lori is not trying to kill her like she was in the first movie. No, they're friends. And, yeah. So... Ryan uh, informs her that because, you know, she has to, like, basically re-explain all every time she wakes up because she's caught in this time loop, mm-hmm. which talk about really annoying for her character. <laughs> I got to re-explain every time where I am experiencing <laughs> deja vu all over again. Right, right. Carter and Ryan, but she explains all that. Yeah, and she's, Ryan, she's like, I really don't have time for this. I've, I've lived this same day over and over for, like, 11 times. <laughs> but, so, Ryan explains that she's probably caught in an alternate uh, universe. So basically he says, yes, you know, everything is the same here, but there are certain little differences. Mm -hmm. And one of the differences is that Carter is not with tree. Yeah. Not with tree, or at least not close to being with tree, but he's he's actually seeing her, um, her sorority sister, Danielle played by, um, uh, I'm forgetting your. Oh, I'm forgetting your name now, Danielle. Danielle. Um, uh, Rachel Matthews. Yes, yeah. and, and she's pretty. Oh, she is. She's gorgeous. Oh yes, she is. But also, what's different about her character is she's a lot less self-centered and actually a, a little more ditzy in this movie than she right. was in in the previous universe. Right, and, and you know, yeah, she's definitely more likable, and you get you get the sense that. Because immediately, I believe I'm trying to remember here. I watched the movie twice, but it's been a couple of days now. Um, Tree goes marches right into her sorority house, but then she notices differences uh, immediately, <laughs> and oh, she's yeah. like, obviously with with I believe her her roommate. Well, what was her roommate? The the nurse, Lori. Lori, and then she realizes that with with uh, with Danielle when she realized that Danielle and and her, and her 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 what's the guy's name? Isaiah, his name is Isaiah. His real name is Isaiah, but was it uh, Carter? Carter. Oh, uh, are, are, are are dating, and that that Danielle is also um, doing doing these special like projects for the help um, less fortunate uh, Down yeah, syndrome for children charities. for charities. All these for different charity. charities, and <laughs> and she's like this really comes off this as this really sweet person. Still kind of ditzy because as you mentioned, what does she say? She's like she's up for this role. The first thing she says out of her mouth is where she gets to play. Was it? 
she gets to play she she she, she, she confuses Anne Frank and um and Helen Keller. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And she's like she does. And she's like, "Can you believe was it Helen or no, Anne Frank was uh, de- uh blind and de- uh, and uh and deaf?" She was he goes, "No. No, a- Anne Frank was the one that was in the hiding from the Nazis." <laughs> 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 you know, and, and Helen Keller was the the the, uh, the, the blind deaf girl. <laughs> Another thing that is discovered in this alternate time dimension mm-hmm. is that uh, Tree's mother is now alive. Which I have to say, I kind of thought was a little more predictable in this. I would have thought it would have been much more interesting if she discovered that before. Brian told her about you know the time displacement and how she's in another dimension. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I, I, I'm not. I'm not saying it isn't a, a interesting element brought up in the movie. I'm just saying that once when Ryan said, "Yeah, you know, you're going to experience different things," and then she realizes that, "Oh, I got to go meet my dad." And I was thinking to myself, "Ah, oh, let me guess. Is her mother going to be alive?" <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, yeah, she's she's kicking. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. I I do agree. It sort of adds the more emotional impact mm-hmm. aspects to it to Tree's character. I'm just saying I kind of saw that as being like a little like you kind of figure out where the story's going by the time Ryan explains all that. Yeah. And, and I just felt like maybe it would have been so much better had once when Tree discovers this, she goes to Ryan and then says, what's going on here? I thought my mom was supposed to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that type yeah. of thing. But, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yesterday she was she's been dead for five years and now all of a sudden she's back. <laughs> right. Right. So but so. And of course, in the meantime, Ryan said he's going to try to figure out how to reactivate the uh, the um, reactor and maybe try to get her back to her own time. But then, of course, uh, once when Tree discovers her mom is alive, suddenly she's like, "No, don't do it yet." You know, <laughs> I gotta I need to figure some things out, which also includes trying to figure out who the hell the goddamn killer is in this movie. <laughs> yeah, the killer's Tree's mom. <laughs> Who didn't see that coming? <laughs> that would, you know what? We, that doesn't happen, but that would have been a totally interesting idea. <laughs> I, I just don't know how it would work. <laughs> how, <laughs> Tim, that's for the writers to decide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're big picture guys. You figure it out. We say yeah. things, and you just figure it out. <laughs> so how does the mom be? I don't know. You guys figure it out. Yeah. Type, type the words. Figure out the story. Come on. So now all this time, as it turns out. They uh, Ryan and his friends need to figure out the equation to get the to get the ball rolling. Right. But the problem is the equation keeps changing. Right. And and and, and Ryan and I what's his, what's the other friend's name? The guy with the uh, Chiro. Samar and uh, Andrea. Samar explains to Tree that whatever they learn gets erased. You know, the next day. So it's you know it's kind of like a reset button, and so she's got to memorize. <laughs> All the formulas. Yes, she's got to memorize all the formulas, and she also decides that because the, eventually she will be killed by the killer at yes. any time of the given day or night. Right. She decides that she she'll like, kill herself. Yeah, she'll kill herself, like she kind of did in the first movie. Right. And we get these crazy, oh. like montage sequences <laughs> of how she kills herself. Like there's there's one moment where she goes to a convenience store and, and opens a bottle of bleach, like, of bleach, and drinks it. And or Drano, dies. yeah. Yeah, and she just dies immediately. <laughs> and, like, and, and I, there, I think it would take a little while longer for her to die after chugging that down. And, and the and the old guy, she just kind of winks at the old guy who's like pushing the shopping cart. <laughs> right. Or she decides to jump out of a um, 
out of a, uh, a skydive sky skydiving wearing nothing but a bikini <laughs> and a smile i honestly i thought that was hilarious yeah and you could, and you could see it because she lands right in front of uh danielle and um carter Car- making out on a bench <laughs> right and once she her body bloodily splats all over the 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 ground the 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 blood flies up at uh, 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 Carter and uh, Danielle and, and Danielle just lets out a blood blood curdling scream <laughs> and, and you see and you see her in a bikini and she's giving the, the, the big smile on her face with two two fingers two middle fingers I was like that was hilarious <laughs> or and then, like she even runs into wood a chipper, chipper. <laughs> she tries to do a Steve Buscemi from uh, Fargo <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like and in the meantime before she does all that she's like memorizing all the equations so whenever she wakes up she has to re-explain everything to ryan and his friends as well as write out the equations right and then they have to go off of those and then so but what, and, what, what, but, but with each death she has she comes back a little bit weaker Right, because they go back to that concept from the first movie where she yeah. keeps she keeps killing herself and waking up that it's like weakening kind of like, her body. Kind of like a cat with nine lives. It's like okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point, your your rucks, your your it's going to run out and you're going to be dead, and, dead. <laughs> right, but anyways, so and, and I and I thought that was interesting too because you know most how different that is because in the first movie the killer is pretty much just you know chasing after her and killing her but here it's like she's just getting the job done for him right but 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 what's interesting about that is it feels like there's no killer on the loose right because (laughs) she's she's taking herself she's whacking herself like and when i say it's really funny is that uh when she dropped i think it was one of the first deaths of of the montage where she drops the hair dryer in the bathtub and she wakes up with a mixed hair (laughs) and, and then and then she then she turns to Carter. She's like, "You know, I always meant to ask you, what are you looking for under your desk?" He was like, "My bit. I grind my teeth at night." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and and what's interesting is she finally, eventually, you know, they find out what the equation is, right? And they, they so they finally are about to enter it in the computer, but. Uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's, there's a there's a brief malfunction. Yeah, there's a flaw in the slaw. Yeah, yeah, there's a flaw in it. Yes. So someone was looking at porn with a with a with a, with a, a, a virus. <laughs> so. Right, 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 right. So they they're gonna have to work on it. They've got like a couple of hours. Yeah, he's got to enter it now. Now Ryan's so, got to enter it manually. <laughs> right, right, right. So in the meantime, I what, what was it? In the meantime, so she goes and visits her her family right. again. Mm-hmm. And they spend some time together and they, but then he realizes that, Hey, wait a minute. Um, there's going to be a killer on the loose and the killer is going to kill Dan is going to kill her friend, Lori. Right. You know, so she tries to put an end to that. And isn't there a scene where like she, she, she drives the car into the, um, into the, the, the power generator. Right. Because they're going to activate the, 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 the reactor. Yeah. Right, right. So, so, she, so, so basically, she meets with her folks, and she wants them to get out of town, so they they, will, they won't be be there for what's about to go down. But yeah, but then uh, Ryan Carter goes to the hospital for some reason, right? Uh, he, he's there. No, for- Ryan. No, no, Carter. Yeah, Carter goes to the hospital. Mm-hmm. He goes to the hospital, and he ends up. I think he. Yeah, he ends up getting killed. Right. At least, at, at least, what's reported on the newscast on the right. television, that, and that, that's because, that, and, that drives and that, her. Yeah, 
Yeah, but that's because if if you remember from the first movie, the guy that was going around killing people was the, um, or at least it was portrayed as being the, um, the uh, what was it, the escaped convict? The, 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 yeah, the escaped convict killer. Yeah, and yeah. and you know, and he was they, they used him again. Uh, so in this alternate universe, or this multiverse, the killer is still the used. Um, but, she, but tree yeah. pops them right away. <laughs> right, uh, right, 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 right. Uh, but anyway, and, and like I said, because everything has changed, it gets just, it just gets so convoluted. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like the sequel that doesn't pay attention. You ever, some sequels do this too. It's like they ignore shit from the previous movie. <laughs> yeah. We but hope nobody will has, find out. <laughs> right, right, right. But this one has an excuse. It's about being in the multi. Right. So, 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 so if something's off, oh well, yeah, it's an alternate reality. It's an alternate universe. It's fine, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not lazy writing. It's just the alternate reality of everything yeah. that's happening. Well, I remember there, there was a show or there was something where they were talking about like fantasy stuff. He goes, whatever, when you watch a show, when you watch the movie, whatever something happens that doesn't make sense, it was um, it was magic. <laughs> it was a magician. <laughs> it was a sorcerer. Yes, it was <laughs> magic. <laughs> like that, that was the best explanation of anything. Like, yeah, it was, well, because they were trying to explain from one one episode to another episode. Well, oh, duh, that was a sorcerer. That was magic. <laughs> Wasn't that a Simpsons episode? It could have been. I swear, I, it was. It, it was one of the Halloween. It was one of the Halloween one Halloween episode ones where it had Lucy Law in it, and she was at a. At a fan convention, yes, for Zena. I, yeah, I, re I remember it was at a fan convention, I, I, but I remember that. But it was it was so simplistic, but and so funny. And that's what made it work. <laughs> yeah, she said like it, it's just magic, and they're like, okay, but in this episode, I told you it was magic. Magic, leave me alone. <laughs> Next. <laughs> so, but so, Tree once again wakes up, and you know she. She gets Ryan and Carter on the horn and tells them, you got to punch this in now. We got to get this going now. No, and, but, but then she changes her mind. <laughs> well, yeah, no, yeah, she changes her mind. No, 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 actually, wait a minute, no. Okay. At this point, she doesn't change her mind. Okay. What happens is uh, Dean Bronson comes in and fucks it up. He shuts the machine down. And not only shuts it down, but he says he takes the machine with him. Right, and, and, locks it, and locks it in his office. <laughs> so now they got to come up with a diversions diversionary scheme to get that out and they get Danielle to play <laughs> a French for a French French student who's blind. <laughs> yes, he's blind. <laughs> I got to say she pulls the accent off real well. Right. But right. I love how at one point you know she you know, she's like saying, you know, in, in French, in French terminology, like, you know, thank you, merci and everything. And at one point, she quickly switches to, to Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> but, but, basically, but, she, but she kicks the crap out of this guy, too. With the cane. So, so basically, Dean Bronson is, uh, oh, he um, he's in the, he spends his time in the um, in the uh, student lounge. Uh, the student, uh, teacher's lounge or something like that. Teacher's, uh, teacher's lounge. And he, and he knits. He knits because he, because he's trying to get, he's giving up smoking for his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think I would think hard drinking would help you. But but what's he? But what's he watching? He's watching some sort of like a cat like a show where they're talking. Where like psychiatrist is talking about a cat and how you know it's a it's a, one of those family or one of those um animal shows with animal psychiatrist thing. Like and he's agreeing with the psychiatrist. Like yeah, you just gotta give her space. 
So yeah. Oh my it, god. It, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, 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 no. And, and Danielle shows up, and of course they have her wearing a beret and a striped that that striped uh, shirt. Yeah, you know, she she looks like a cartoon character of of, of a French. Even she references her last name as the Pew from. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're our you're our foreign student. (laughs) Yeah, I love love that too. I love how Dean Bronson figures it out in an instant. Like, oh, I guess you're one of the foreign exchange students, you know. So, uh, so of course Danielle is like pretending to be blind and yeah. she's not. And, and, the, and the whole reason is because the, the dean locked the stuff and he locked uh, Sissy in his office and he get the keys to yeah go on yeah yeah no so she gets the keys and she gives it to Carter and entry and of course she's constantly trying to and, and Danielle's trying to divert the dean from 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 figuring all, all this out and at one point she whacks him in the face of his cane breaks his nose <laughs> breaks his nose <laughs> and she, and then she like falls on like this giant like tapestry right tapestry. And she pu- yeah, yeah she pulls down like this yeah yeah and she's like twirling around she's in the in the in the, in the, in the, in the, in the yeah the carpet not the, the tapestry she's all like yeah she's wrapped up but she can't get out of it <laughs> yeah and, and and the dean is like okay i'm trying to help you out you just need to quit roll around <laughs> I can't see. I can't see. So <laughs> you're blind. So, so that so the uh, tree and her friends get the machine out, and then they get the keys back into the office. But I love it too. She when she quickly sits down on the couch, and then somehow the dean realizes, "Hey, wait a minute, this is not working out." Right. And, and he pulls the glasses off, and he goes, "You're not blind," and he runs out. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna kill them. Those kids. <laughs> yeah, and she call and she calls and she Carter. calls her friends and say, "I cover is blown. Yes. He's better make this fast." Right. So. And, and you know, I just got those sunglasses. He took my sunglasses. They were brand new. <laughs> so while they activate the machine, Tree is going to go and to the hospital and save her friend Lori and figure out who's doing the killing. Mm-hmm. So, but she can't she get a hold of Ryan. Because... Yeah, she can't get a hold of Ryan. So, but she gets to the hospital, and the killer is there. And he and um, um, uh, Lori gets, I believe, shot in the stomach by the man. Oh wait, yeah. no, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. No, I, I, yeah, she does get shot in the stomach by right. the mass killer, and the mass killer turns out not to be the convict right. per se, but it's the good doctor. Man? The good doctor. Yeah. The doctor. Um, now, the thing about that is, if anybody remembers in the first movie, the um, this uh, doctor was someone that uh, Tree was having an affair with. Mm-hmm. Not but now that, but now that's changed in the multiverse because she, the doctor is having an affair with Lori. Right, and Tree figures that out, um, and she calls him out. And she goes, "Oh, I forget, it's Doctor So and So. What was his name?" Yeah, uh, I forget his name too. He kinda, he was kind of forgettable to tell you the truth yeah. because we never really like they never really focus on him that much. He just kind of like comes and goes in this one. Right. Well, and, yeah, there's not a lot for him to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of thought that odd because the twist in this too is that it turns out not only is he the killer. But his wife is also the killer yeah, she's too. Gonna, yeah, and and her 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 explanation is like, I'm not gonna let some little slut ruin my life. Oh, Gregory Butler, Gregory Butler, that's the doctor's name. Okay, yeah, but why? What? But see, this is the problem I have with this. It's like, why would the wife get involved, and why would, and how would they like cover this up? 
Yeah. It seems just so odd. It's like, I, I, I kind of wish it didn't go down that road. In fact, if anything, I kind of wished the killer in this was the wife. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, 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 but I think the reason why they did this is so they can have a scene in which the, the doctor, uh, what does he do to his wife? He shoots her. He's like, I want a divorce. So after they, after he, he, he kills Lori or Lori's like fatally wounded. She's not dead. And he's about to kill tree. She goes like, we got away with it. No one's going to, you know, believe you. He goes, Oh, and by the way, sweetheart, I want a divorce. I'm bang. He, he kills his wife. And then uh, the the fight is on between Tree and um, and Greg Gregory. Yeah, and of course, there's a great moment where <laughs> I got to say I like this because this was a kind of a cool idea. So she ends. So Tree ends up in the MRI room, right? And you know, it says you know be, be of a magnet, you know, because because an MRI machine is basically a, 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 giant, a giant magnet, right? And so she ends up in the MRI room and. She's about to be killed by the the doctor, yeah. but she pushes the button activating the magnet, and it it pulls the do- no, um, and then it pulls a wheelchair, and it crashes into the doctor and pushes him up against the MRI machine. Right, and then Tree has a screwdriver, which is metal. Right, and she aims it towards the doc, and then she lets it go, and it stabs him right in the chest. Yes, <laughs> a befitting death sequence, if I may say. Yes. So, but... <laughs> yeah. It was it was it was effective. It was it was enjoyable to it was a cool scene. But then I'm like, and I was like reading like, well, that wouldn't happen in real life. <laughs> like, well, it's a fucking well, movie. Maybe a screwdriver, but it, it is the concept of projectiles, right? So, right. in terms of the wheelchair going toward hitting him and pushing him towards the uh, MRI machine, that's very possible, right? Well, there, but I think it was more along the lines that I think the MRI machine has never really fully turned off to begin with uh it depends what kind of this. yeah I, I forget that there's like three different types yeah but there is one that is continuously on yeah uh but yeah i do agree with you there is something about that that seems a little odd the way how it's presented right. it just happens to be an on and off with right uh, right inside the mri <laughs> it, room. it's kind of like the easy button at, at staples like hey know, look yeah, yeah. just push thought, this button <laughs> i would have thought that would have been better if it was on the other side of the room right okay. where where it's safer <laughs> for... yeah. but anyway so the killer is killed Yes. Uh, Lori is not dead, and Carter and uh, Tree embrace. And in the meantime, uh, Ryan and his friends uh, activate the machine while the security campus and the dean are trying to turn it off. Right. And suddenly it explodes, and Tree is back in her normal uh, dimension, right. normal time zone, basically right after the explosion caused in the first 15 minutes of the movie. So mm-hmm. everything is all well and good. Uh, well, except the end in which, <laughs> in which they, and you have to stay, and this is kind of what I dislike about post-credit sequences. It's like, Old man kidding. I know, but, but I, it should have happened after when, you know, not, not after reading who was the producer and director. It's right. not like anybody's going to stay behind for that completely, but I stayed behind for it because I had a feeling that there was going to be a post-credit sequence. Just, just know, with all newer movies within the last maybe five to eight years, just 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 thinking, there's probably going to be a post-credit scene. Yeah, but they just ah, whatever. Anyway, so there's a post-credit <laughs> sequence, and it you know it turns out that Tree and and Ryan and um, Samir Car- Carter and Samir and uh, Andrea are basically 
punished by having to clean up the garbage up <laughs> up, up, up on the the uh, campus. And then and Samir takes his, his little stabbing stick, you know, to pick up trash. He's like, "Who would eat a halfly perfectly good? Who would who would throw a perfectly good half churro?" And he starts eating it. I know. <laughs> and they're like, okay, and I'm like, "Don't do that." He does it anyway. Samir, so, don't do that, please. <laughs> so, but then out of nowhere. These vans show up, and a bunch of dudes in black suits, <laughs> men in black, men in black. So basically, FBI, the government, somehow has figured out that these people are involved with this reactor, and they take them to the top secret experimental lab, and they're very interested in reactivating the reactor. Right. And they need a test subject. Yes. They need a test subject, and who? Who do they suspect is going to be the test subject? She has a tree has the perfect candidate, and it is Danielle. Yeah, and she wakes up from a nightmare. Yeah, it's so screaming. She, which then cuts to a shot of her waking up from a in her bed and screaming. And I'm like, so is she experiencing the time loop right now, or is she just did did she dream this? I, I who knows? I don't know. Stay tuned to find out. Maybe in three to four years. <laughs> oh man, I I gotta tell you, I, I mean, like I said, I, it's not a bad sequel. I enjoy yeah. it for what it is. It's not better than the first movie. No, but I don't want them to do a third one. I, I think but, a third. But, I mean, I would now. I will watch it if it's made. However, I yeah. don't think there's really a need for it. <laughs> I mean, like, unless they do something ridiculously crazy, like... In space? (laughs) No, but, like, somehow they explain why the alternate universe Ryan was there. Because the alternate universe Ryan pretty much disappeared by the time they they arrived back in their time zone. Right. So it's like, so maybe if he, like, came back and he was, like, murdering people and they had to figure out, you know, what's going on and everything. Right. Like, like alternate universe run psychopathic like killer and a, a scientific genius. <laughs> well, and, and, and here's the thing. There's one thing I want to remind you about. Remember how we said Danielle was more, more of a sympathetic and more of a nicer person, right? There's yeah. a scene that we forgot to talk about is when Tree goes to confront Danielle or to ask for her help, for, Car- for Carter's help, and out pops this dude out of the shower. You remember that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, "Ooh, a three-way." He's like, "No." She's like, "She's like, they're trying to play off." Oh, his shower's broken. My shower's not broken. It works perfectly just fine. (laughs) And she's like, and then Tree walks. So she's like, so Tree Tree gets it. Like, well, Danielle's still kind of bitch anyway, cheating on cheating on Carter, right? And then she walks out of the room, and he and she goes. God, you are dumber than a box of rocks. You're dumber than a rock. She goes, he goes, no, I'm not. Joke's on you. Rocks don't have any brains. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. I got to say, that dude sounded... <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm just... For a guy that's supposed to be dating Danielle, yeah. from the way how he was talking, he sounded just a tad too... Stupid? No, a tad too effeminate. Let's put it that way. Like, yeah. he sounds like sounds like his character would be dating the guy that uh, turned out <laughs> gay. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm saying you, yeah. know, you gotta, you gotta, you just when you listen to it, because yeah. for a moment there, I was like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Quit <laughs> slapping they, me. <laughs> it's like, what are they trying to pull here? <laughs> oh God. So all right. So with that, uh, that is. Happy Death Day too. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's it's not a bad movie. Or right? Happy That's, Death Day to you. <laughs> yes, it's not a bad movie. I, no. I mean, you know, we I, I do recommend it to, for you yeah. to check out just to yeah. give it a look. See, it's not quite my favorite 
of yeah. this, but I still think the first movie is so much better in terms of its concept and its oh, idea. I, I, I agree. So, uh, final verdict. Thumbs up, thumbs down before we get uh, the fun facts. Uh, I'm going to go thumbs in the middle for this one. Okay. I'm going to go thumbs up. I enjoyed it. Um, I, yeah, I agree with you, Chris. It's not nearly as good as the first one. Um, I, just because I, I, I think I have a more strong, I have a strong connection to it because I really love it being so unique and different. I mean, from any other horror movie we've ever really seen. Yeah. And then, honestly, if you think about Final Girls, it's kind of the same thing. Remember Final Girls? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think anybody... But they were stuck in a... Not, yeah, 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 yeah. But I also don't think anybody's pushing for a sequel yet on that, too. So it's like... <laughs> it's, it's still... It's in pre-production, apparently. I mean, I... Really? I, I, but I haven't... But that was years ago, so I have, I don't know. Oh. You know how they, things they say... In pre-production, you know, somebody's writing something somewhere, but... Yeah, uh, but it's taking this long? Yeah, I, I, honestly, I would, I would really like to see a sequel. To, I would rather see a sequel to that than another sequel to Happy Death Day. Yeah, I would uh, too. I just want to see how it really concludes when they ended up in the hospital. And they right, were still yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the sequel. <laughs> how did that happen? No, uh, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I've got four fun facts for Happy Death Day to you. Uh, number one, for the scenes inside... The university university hospital sets had to be rebuilt from scratch for this film, as the actual hospital used in the first film had been gutted. Mm. Uh, number two, like in the first film, where Carter announces the story bear, uh, bearing similarities to the plot of Groundhog Day, he uh, he established the similarities with his sequels to the plot of Back to Future Part Two from 1989. Oh uh, yes, that's right. He does mention that, but it's funny too because Tree never saw that movie either. Yeah, yeah she was like, <laughs> "Where were you? Under a rock or something?" Uh, so there are also there are also some small nods to the film, like the wood chipper being from Biff Tree Removal, and, <laughs> and also the clock tower scene. Uh, number three, Tree's shirt says FML, but on certain photos promoting the film, it was changed to OMG. So I don't know if you know what FML means, Chris. No, I do not. It means fuck my life. <laughs> oh, okay. Which is perfectly for her because she can't get out of the time loop. <laughs> but yeah, for... I, prefer, I, I would prefer if the shirt actually said that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> As opposed to just doing it in like lettered slang. Because I'm like, I don't know. FML. Okay, fuck my... Okay, fine. I, uh, now I get <laughs> yes. Now you're in on a joke. You're one of the cool kids. <laughs> okay. And number four, finally, Roth said her favorite death in the movie was falling out of a plane in a bikini without a parachute and landing in front of Carter and Danielle's. Death was not a part of the original film and was added during reshoots. <laughs> so that is the four fun facts. There are plenty more, but I didn't want to take up too much time um, talking about this because there's just it's there's a lot of good stuff out there, and, and some of them are really spoiler heavy. I mean, we've already talked about it, but I feel like that would be beating a dead horse. <laughs> so, with that, Chris, I believe we should head in, head to our intermission. We'll be back with our second film of our double feature, or the Babysitter Two, a Killer Queen. All right, be back after this. <laughs> Seems as though you're doing much better. Yes, yes. Your paranoia is definitely under control since you came to understand happy premise number one. Happy premise number one. There are no aliens. 
Happy premise number two. Happy premise number two. There is no giant foot trying to squash me. Happy premise number three. Happy premise number three. Even though I feel like I might ignite, I probably won't. So what do we do? Keep it together. Keep it together, keep it together, keep it together, keep it together, keep it together. And what is it we don't do under any circumstances? Oh, man. What is it? Look, I have to show it to the Laker girls. You cannot show it to the Laker girls. Keep Mr. Weenie in the pants. Always in the pants. I know you want to show it to the Laker girls, but you must never show it to the Laker girls. Growing up is worse than a near-death experience. I can confidently tell you that because two years ago, my babysitter and her friends tried to kill me. The worst part is nobody believes me. And now everybody thinks I'm crazy, but I miss her. You're a weird little dude with a crush on a murderous, fictitious babysitter. We just gotta get you laid. That's your advice? That's what the f just came out of my mouth, ain't it? You're my best friend. You're not crazy. It's this place. We're all going to the lake this weekend. Just come with me. I already took my dad's car. It's just you and me. We're back. Like you seen a gorgeous black ghost. Don't worry, guys. I'm good. Where's Sonia? Getting cookies. I watched you all die. We are dead. Duh. Clearly, you guys are into some heavy cosplay. Just leave it be. Ow! Oh, yes! oh shit! Oh no! It's all gonna get done again. Update me on the Psycho Breakfast Club. They her blood cold, and they made a deal with the devil. They only have three hours to complete the ritual. We could hide out till sunrise. We finish this, we have to go back down to limbo. I love you, Cole. Could this night get any more erotic? Hey, Chloe. You're my kill of the night. I get killed first. That's some post-Jordan Peele era horror movie progress. All right, well, The Babysitter, Killer Queen from 2020, uh, directed by Mick G and written by Dan Lagana, Brad Morris, Jimmy Warden, and Mick G. And seriously, I I think I said it when we reviewed The Babysitter. Mick G, please, just use your real name. I mean, I'm <laughs> sorry. But anyways, that aside, previously 
on the babysitter, young Cole, played <laughs> by Judah Lewis, has managed to kill his devil cult worshipping babysitter B, played by Samantha Weaving, uh, and her silly brand of followers. Of course, despite surviving the ordeal, it turns out that the dead bodies of B and her followers were nowhere to be found at the crime scene, and the only person who believes Cole's story is neighbor uh, Melanie, played by Emily Ann Lind. Well, two years have passed, and we have the sequel. Cole mm-hmm. is now in high school. He is still friendless, and people think he's crazy. Even his parents, Archie, played by Ken Marino, and Phyllis, played by Leslie Bibb, begin to worry about Cole and decide that maybe it would be best to send him to a psychiatric clinic without his consent. Uh, one could consider that a surprise gift, as it were. But his closest ally, Melanie, has a plan. She invites Cole to join her for a few days on a boathouse with her boyfriend and name only Jimmy, played by Maximilian Acevedo, and their friends Diego, played by Julio Cesar Chavez, and Boom Boom, played by Jennifer Foster. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of partying and drinking and, you know, yeah, who knows, maybe Cole will finally get laid. So far, so good, right? Well, as it turns out, Melanie is not only into Cole, but she also lusts for the young dude's virgin blood. How so? That's because Melanie made a deal in the dreaded devil's book to carry out the satanic rituals that B failed to do years previous. And as if that isn't enough, Melanie gets some assists from B's former cult members, Max, played by Robbie Amell, Allison, played by Bella Thorne, Sonia, played by Hannah May Lee, and John, played by Andrew Blatchler, all revived as demonic entities. Luckily for Cole, he manages to get some help via a new student, Phoebe, played by Jenna Ortega, and she agrees to help him survive the night, even though she has a few demons of her own to overcome, which might be connected with former babysitter B. Yes, that is the ridiculous plot shell for the babysitter <laughs> killer queen in a, nu- in a nutshell. Plot, yeah, plot in a nutshell. <laughs> and... Um, I, you know, it's actually an all right sequel. I didn't dislike it. It, it, um, it is definitely very funny. Right. Although I think one thing that sort of does stick out a little bit is that, uh, like the first movie, it relies a lot on the silly hipster humor, but at the same time, it sort of does balance the ridiculousness of, 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 of the film out very well. So obviously it's not better than the first movie, but right. as a follow-up, it's actually pretty, it's actually fairly decent. And it, it, and it is, you know, as Tim and I said, before we started you know it is what it is and uh there's it's a silly movie about teens trying to kill a young virgin for for blood all all, all to get like instagram followers or be an influencer right 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 right. and uh, i'll save it i love the slight payoff in regards to the virgin sacrifice thing yes Yes, we I, talked about it. We'll bring it up when it comes up. So. Yes, but I, I want to say, I'm, I'm, we, we again, we talked. I hate to, you know, I hate for our audience to get in like uh, before we like jumping into the middle of a conversation. But we, Chris and I talked about this off air as well. We like the fact they brought back the original cast, um, all of them, and, yeah. the, and and it feels like no time has really passed, even though quite a bit, well, four years have passed since. I mean, in the in the story two years have passed but since the uh filming of the original one and the filming and the release of the sequel four years have passed and obviously cole is much bigger and apparently when he was a freshman when the original movie came out now he's a junior <laughs> he doesn't look like a junior he's hit a major growth spurt. but i love the i love the fact they brought even back the minor characters we're talking about the parents 
and um, they were they were fantastic in the first one, and they're just as funny in the first in this this one. Although I believe the father gets a little bit more time than the mother because she kind of disappears. Yeah, and is it just me? Maybe I meant I, I. You know what? I swear I might have mentioned this when we first reviewed the the first movie, mm-hmm. but is it just me or does the father Archie, played by Ken Marino, look like a? Uh, like, 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 almost a, a similarity to Brendan Fraser. Maybe I'm just <laughs> they could they, they could be related. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I just because when I watched this, I was like, oh, is Brendan Fraser in this? And I'm like, oh, wait a minute, that's not him, but it looks like him. <laughs> and it is the same actor that played the the father in the first movie. Right. So it's like, but uh, you know, you know, you're actually you're right too. The the mother Leslie Bibb, yeah. uh, she's a little less in this movie than she was in the in the first movie too. Right. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, I feel like her character, and I want to say uh, the guy who plays Big Carl McManus, McManus, played by Carl McDowell, he, uh, they, they have literally like maybe two to five minutes of screen time. But I want to say Carl's character, Doctor Big Carl, <laughs> he makes the most of every moment. He steals a scene in the opening sequence of the movie. By far one of my favorite side characters, and he, he's telling Cole he's like he's also he's the school nurse between the hours of eight and two, <laughs> but before that he's the shrink, the school psychologist, the shrink, <laughs> and he's got this little he's got the tweed jacket on that I, I believe you have the almost the same one, Chris. Yeah, it's, it's somewhere. <laughs> you know, and, and he's sitting there, and, and the guy and Cole is laying on the couch, and he's t- and Cole is telling the, the whole story that nobody believes him because Cole is suffering from PTSD. And no one believes him that he wrecked, you know, that he killed a bunch of people. He died, almost died five times. <laughs> and, and, you know, he survived this great ordeal and everybody thinks he's nuts. Well, and they also think he's nuts because they never found any of the bodies. Well, right, exactly. Found, the the cops' the body. bodies or, yeah. or, or, or the other, the, the, the other uh, the cult members. Right. And it was, it was, it's just hysterical. And Carl, Carl he was like, and then there's some exchange between Carl and uh, Carl and um, Cold Slaw, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, man, I'm a nurse between eight and two, and I'm a psychiatrist. Motherfucker, I went to Cornell. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> you don't, I don't need this shit. Take your flu shot. <laughs> no, but I love it too. It's like he, he uh, I love how the the. Big Cole, like I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What was his name again? Uh, uh, Doctor Cole, or you know, uh, Carl, the black guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He he uh, he he pretty much. He pretty much like lays the groundwork of what Cole's problem is. And he says, no, the problem with you is you need to get laid. laid. And he <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. And, and he says, I mean, and, and he starts like telling him, listen, you know what? I know about everybody's problems around here. I know about students who have chlamydia. And yes. they, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> right. And he's like, he's like, there, there, there is, was it, was it chlamydia or no? Something, was it, was, gonorrhea. Uh, gonorrhea. Yeah, gonorrhea. There's gonorrhea on this couch. It gets in your shit. It gets in your eyes. It gets in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much freaking out. Young You're boys. laying on a couch full of gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I will. Uh, yes. Now I got to give it credit, though. I lo- I do agree with you. I love how they bring the uh, m- the majority of the original cast members back because right. you know, even if as, it's for just a few minutes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because as the thing about sequels goes, is that sometimes you know you you discover that bringing original cast members back can be a little bit. Uh, it can kind of go either way. You can you can get most of them back, or you can get maybe half of them, and right. then you you got these new 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 performers that you're either stuck with giving them the previous performers' roles, or you write new roles for them. 
and this movie luckily sticks with the majority of the original cast members, right. which I was, I was very pleasantly surprised by that. So, uh, although as we were talking before recording, I think it would have been so much funny if like one of the cast members halfway through the movie ended up being played by a different actor, <laughs> different <laughs> just, nationality, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just to like, you know, really have fun with the right. ri- ridiculousness of sequels that sometimes right. <laughs> the issues that plague sequels. Yeah. But um, so the, the movie, of course it opens with like a quick recap of like what happened in the, the mm-hmm. first movie. Right. And then we now see Cole two years have passed played by the same actor, Judah Lewis. Um, and uh, you know he he's speaking to his uh, uh, psych, uh, Dr. Carl, yeah, Dr. Carl, nurse, nurse slash psychologist. <laughs> yes, and then he gets hit in the head with the the, the basketball. Then, Just like uh, the original, <laughs> right, right, right. And then we're introduced to um, uh, Cole's neighbor Melanie, played by uh, Emmy Emily Ann Lind, mm-hmm. who was also in the first movie. Right, Cole, and, Cole's Cole's crush. Yeah, Cole's crush. Other than B, yes. Right, right, right. And it's 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 interesting how they shoot this. Um, once when he starts talking to her, everybody around them starts moving in slow motion. Yes, yes, I noticed that. <laughs> to give him that that extra like, oh, this is the one he's supposed to be with. Yeah, this is the one. This is the one that he hopes to be with. And and of course, it turns out that um, she's. Um, uh, she's not single exactly. She mm-hmm. she is dating uh, who I dubbed the boyfriend in name only, uh, Jimmy, played by Mac- Maximilian Acevedo, who's um, kind of sort of like, as we remember the one character Max from the um, from the the first movie. Yes, the shirtless one. <laughs> uh, he's sort of like him a little bit. Yes, sort of. Sort of, yeah. but at any rate, a little uh, dumber if possible. Yes, yes, if possible. <laughs> and, and then we're introduced to the friends Diego, uh, played by Julio Caesar yes. uh, Chavez. Who, and, he's, uh, he was hilarious, by the yeah, way. Oh yeah, yeah. And then we get uh, Boom, 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 boom. by <laughs> Jennifer Foster. <laughs> it's like <laughs> who's who really is? I have to say, I'm not trying to be mean, but who really is like one of the most out of all. Uh, if you had to figure out who was going to be the most disposable character, right. this whole movie, it was definitely going to be Boom Boom. Because right. I was, like, <laughs> was like watching this, like, okay, what's your yeah. contribution going to be? <laughs> well, I mean, I should—I'll take that back. She does have one contribution coming yes. up. That's a little right. later in the movie. Well, well, it, it, make, it makes John's character feel so much better. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, so anyways, we get that, and then we're also introduced to the new student, Phoebe, played by Jenna Ortega, who mm-hmm. has this very interesting uh, introduction sequence where <laughs> yeah. she's, she's brought into the classroom, and um, oh, the, she's uh, hilarious. The, the student counselor at, or whatever introduces yeah, her to yeah, the class, yeah. you know, and then she says, tell us three things about you. <laughs> And Tim, what were the three things that she well, talked about? Well, I can I can re- only remember one. It was the last one, but yeah, she said something like that. Uh, she's from. Uh, she, oh no, she and she's uh, and she's late. And the prince and the counselor goes, "You're not late." She goes, "No, no, my period. I'm nine days late." <laughs> but looking around this room, I'm gonna keep it because you you, you guys have strengthened my faith in humanity and like life and like. <laughs> Oh, hey, what were the other two, Chris? I, I forget the other uh, two. You know what? I forget the other two. As yeah, well. but I, but I mean, the the third one is always the important one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm late. <laughs> but I also love how 
you know, they said, let's give a lot because the, uh, ma- the mascot is a lion. You're right. Let's give a nice roar welcome. <laughs> yeah. And, and Cole is the one that jumps up to do it first. They, they realize that he's, uh, he's all by himself. He stops. And then the, yeah. the, then the, the school, like, uh, uh, the counselor goes, roar, and everybody goes, roar. <laughs> it's like a very limp roar. <laughs> right, but then she gets the class to do it, and they all just go, roar. Yeah, exactly. Rawr. Exactly, the limp roar, yes. <laughs> and, then, and then she tells the fat kid to leave the yogurt behind and get out of her seat. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and of course, because of that, um, because of Phoebe's introduction, that sort of once adds another uh, infatuation to Cole because he's sort of right. wondering a little bit about this particular individual. Yeah, she's that, mysterious. That they, that, yeah, that they really don't know anything about. But, right, but uh, did you notice there was the, the tattoo of the black cat on her forearm? Which, oh, yes. That's foreshadowing for later, but go right, on. Right, right. We're, we're, let's continue on. Okay, yes. So now we're introduced once again to um, Cole's uh, parents, Archie and Phyllis, who uh, who <laughs> I love how making they, chicken and potatoes or something and are speaking an Italian accent. <laughs> I know. But what I love what they do is like, I love I, 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 where Archie says, uh, cone of silence. Um, I'm really not comfortable about this whole thing of coal and this bra. And they're trying to talk silently. And then suddenly they look towards their, they just like dart their eyes over and they go, Oh, Hey Cole, how are you doing? Yes. <laughs> you want to set the table? No, Mamma Mia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're just trying to make him feel better. While on the table next to the food is like a shit ton of prescription medication. Right. <laughs> and they're like, and Cole's like, do you, do you want me to take the pills? And they're just kind of like, um, you, you know, they're you should, like, you should, buddy. Like, yeah, they're just sort of fighting for the words. <laughs> right. Oh my god. Oh my. And then uh, very the, awkward. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, there's another awkward scene coming up where. Oh. Um, <laughs> Go on. Um. He's, he, but no, he's it's uh, where he's skyping with his uh with, with with the girl, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, with Mel with yeah, Melanie, yeah. Right. She notices that he's got lotions and, and tissues. A big and... bottle of lotion. What? I have and... I have flaky elbows or, or something. Yeah, he says he's got like rough elbows. He tries to make them soft. <laughs> right. And then and then the dad comes in. <laughs> it makes it so much worse. <laughs> yeah. What does he say? He says he's like, Oh hey <laughs> That's a big bottle of lotion, Cole. <laughs> yeah, but then he like literally just out out front just yeah, says the, you know that, that's for yeah, masturbating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is with the dad? <laughs> He's like the most over the top. It's like you know how you take those dads from the eighties comedies right, like, right. and like just ratchet it up to 110 <laughs> right how, how he ever got a hot piece like his wife will never know he must have a big yeah, ding yeah. dong <laughs> he's he's like like um he's sort of like eugene levy in american pie right you know maybe but maybe a little more you know ridiculous right <laughs> in the construct so yeah well he's a little bit taller and a little more handsome than eugene levy but yes the same thing applies <laughs> the same right 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 now doesn't um doesn't the father um, Archie tell uh, Cole that they're gonna, you know, go out? They're gonna go out and have some fun after after lunch, you know, at, yes, uh, yes. at school. But as it turns out, he Cole discovers that um, they're not gonna go out and have fun. The parents are gonna take him to um, like a psych like, ward, like a, a like a psych or like a, or like a, or it's it's a school, a school for that. Yeah, it's a school that. He's basically going to go back to school, but he's going to be kept an eye on by a bunch of psychoanalysts or something like that. Right. <laughs> and 
he he tells Melanie and she says to him, hey, why don't you just come with us to with me and the my lake. friends to the boathouse? Yeah, the lake. Yeah, the lake. And um, so Cole, of course, is like trying to like, you know, figure out what he should do, because there's like one moment where when he like walks out of the classroom mm-hmm. and one side of the room is like bathed in red lighting and the other yeah. side is bathed in blue lighting. So it's, he's, ca- it's kind of the matrix. Like, like, what pill do you want to take, Cole? <laughs> What's your yeah, yeah, the red pill, the blue, the blue pill. pill. Yeah. Right. Oh. Right, 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 and then of course he, he decides I'm gonna go with Melanie to the uh, <laughs> to the lake. Right, and there's a great and there's a, I thought this was like the one of the most ridiculous scenes ever. So they go to a, a gas station, oh. and, <laughs> and and I, I was like, like what gas station is this? Because if you look very carefully, there's one side of the part of the gas station that right. has um like you know the squishy you know like the the you know the slushies and like all right. that stuff and then if you look very carefully there's like a rack of like porno mags that are like on display <laughs> and then the girl behind the desk yeah. looks like she should be working at like la sex shop or something right, like right. that you know <laughs> she's like wearing like this leather uh bustier uh, and yeah 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 and she's behind the counter and she's already like so um what did she say? She's like, so she says to Cole, so do you need um, rubbers? Do you need condoms or rubbers or I, yeah, I yeah, yeah? And he goes, why? He goes, uh, what do you think? And he goes, ah, oh, she's not into me. Like, dude, she's totally <laughs> into, into you. you. Here, right. take these Trojans. And then he goes, oh, okay. And then she goes, that'll, that'll be hundred. <laughs> <laughs> what what condoms are a hundred bucks? <laughs> I know, but like, I I just love the way how this is designed. It's like this girl should be working at some sex shop. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but but just just revert just coming or rewinding for like two minutes in the movie, I love the fact that when when he's making a decision do I go down this hallway do I go down that what, what should I do I'm, I'm, my parents want me to have on these all these medications he was like half the students here are on medications and they're, they're going around they're going quickly around the hallway this one's on you know like uh, you know some sort of antidepressants and this one's taking you know drinking gin and bourbon and like it's all these different kind of yeah, like drugs and I, alcohol. Yeah, it, there's like one moment like all the students are walking and you like have like these bubble like yeah exactly popping up and like and I was laughing because I knew this one was coming up I'm like okay so this one's got to come up one of them is like on cocaine and I'm like mm-hmm. oh, come on there's cocaine whiskey you know whiskey, Zoloft yeah, uh, <laughs> Adderall Adderall you know, yeah all, all the drugs that have now become so prevalent <laughs> in the yeah. uh, <laughs> but I, the in first the schoolyard, <laughs> the, the, the first one was the most hilarious though. When when she's talking, the guy he's like he's a hard time. Um, he, he loses concentration during sleep. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, I lose concentration exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was a little guy who was combing his mustache in, in front of his locker. <laughs> But yeah, anyway. and then he just and he leaves his locker open. Too. Right, right. So I guess that's how he loses concentration. Right, exactly. <laughs> Ooh, squirrel. <laughs> anyway, so we're back at the, we're back at the gas station. They they, they he, he's got his rubbers. He's got his sunglasses. He's ready to go. <laughs> right. So and then they're out they're out by the lake and they're going to go on the boathouse. And then mm-hmm. they also see that uh, Phoebe is there too, and she's like she gets on her little. Um, I don't know, jet ski or sea doo or whatever the hell you yeah, want to call it. Yeah, she, yeah, she steals a jet ski from somebody, but she hitches her at large Marge, <laughs> the trucker. Right, right. <laughs> right. And then in the meantime, uh, uh, Cole's parents <laughs> are trying to figure out where he's gone to, and they decide to check on um, um, Melanie's father, uh, Juan. Juan. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> who is the ultimate party dude. <laughs> I know, yeah. And he, they, they sh- I love this exchange where they're trying to ring the doorbell and nothing's happening. And Archie says, uh, okay, I'll just knock on it. I, I, I know the doorbell doesn't work. And then she's like, how do you know that? And he goes, I, I just know it doesn't work. And he goes, and she goes, and she says, like, but, but how do you know that? How do you know the doorbell? And he goes, I, I came by here one day and we played Call I was of playing Duty. X- yeah. yeah, I was playing Call of Duty on the Xbox, and then she's like, "Oh no, I was, was playing X- I was playing Xbox." Yes, and yeah, then, yeah, and, then, and, yeah. Go on. And then she casually says, "Were you were you high that day?" He goes, "No, no, I wasn't high that day." What are you talking about? Like, were you high? Like, no, I wasn't. And then he finally goes, ah, "Fine, yes, I did smoke a little weed, but you know, it was just it was just that day." And you know, and it's been suddenly, a while. That's the day that you try to stick it in my and the door opens up. <laughs> Well, considering how high strung she is, I I think she would have felt a lot better if he did stick it in it. Well, whatever. But anyway, sorry, I'm not trying to be horribly sexist, but you know, I mean, when you're when when you have a wife that's completely high strung, you know, sometimes. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, have you not seen our ads for our show? Absolutely. Go but anyways, on. anyways. Um, so Juan answers the door, complete party animal, doesn't seem to have any idea where Melanie is, except she's going by her m- mantra of DTF, which they, <laughs> yeah, is, which kind of goes, mean, yeah, down the fuck. No, uh, it, ditches Tuesdays, Thursdays and Fridays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was pretty witty. I was like, I, I yeah. was like, oh, down wait, the fuck. He goes, no, no, ditches Thursdays and Fridays, and these, and they're just like, oh, that explains it. And they go, and I love how she, the now Melanie stole her dad's car. Yeah, that's his baby. Know about it. yeah, right. his baby. He does not know about that, but he's so more concerned for the happened, car. Right, right, because Phyllis, the the mother, says. I know you don't have any concern about your, your baby, sure. but what about but your, your other, other baby? baby. My other goes, baby. What are you talking about? Yeah. And he looks out. He sees his car is going yeah. right away. And he goes, oh, my God. That, that, she stole my car. If your son fucks up my car after I just had it restored. <laughs> That's right, because I did believe he did take his car. Yes. He, 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 car? He, yeah. yeah he, 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 he jumped in the car and drove it through the front of the house. <laughs> yeah. That was for the first the kill, Yeah. The kill, the kill B. Try to kill B. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, so, so then in the meantime, we're, we, we cut back to, um, the boathouse, the, and, uh, they, they're going to play sort of like spin the bottle, but they, it's some other thing that they call, I forget what it's called, yeah. now, but, uh, yeah, but, uh, let's just say spin the bottle. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. 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 But anyways, well, it involves like utilizing, um, um, players cards rather than, you know, right. uh, the actual bottle, but right. so. So uh, Melanie and Cole get picked, and they're going to spend two minutes in the closet. Right. And yeah, I love how how Boom Boom is all like, "Yeah, get in there, Cole. Come on. You ever touched a titty before? Go. <laughs> this is your this is your chance, Cole. Go and, get, yeah, in, get yeah. And then yeah. Cole's like, "Aren't you boyfriends with Nick?" And he's like, "She was not for these two minutes." Like, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> DTF. But then nothing happens, and then all of a sudden, Boom Boom opens the door and says, oh, anything happened? No? Okay, fine. So so they they sit there, and then they're just casually conversing. Right. And then, uh, I believe it was Diego was asking asking about what what happened, you know, two years ago. Right. And, you know, um, Melanie and Jimmy are both like, no, no, don't talk about it. But then... um, but then at one point, um, Melanie says he doesn't want to talk about what happened with the um, 
with the um, uh, the Satanists and the uh, the Devil's Book. Right, right. And then suddenly uh, Cole has this look on his face, looking at her, and he said, then asked her, "Wait a minute, I, I told never, you about the Satanists, but I never, I never told, told you, anything you about, about the book. Devil's Book." Right, right. And yeah. Then, and then she tried. She's trying, uh, trying unsuccessfully to convince him that no, you did. You just may not remember. And it, and he's not buying it, and then she ends up killing. She ends up kill, taking this like big old like I guess meat cleaver. Like I don't know what a some sort it's of like hook. An, it's like one of those hook ice pick yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And she, and she just completely guts or, or slashes the throat of uh, Boom Boom, and blood yeah, spurts so everywhere. I, so I pretty much said she was one of the most disposable characters, but there was one attribute. There was one thing that they did in this movie that right. uh, served the purpose. And that was kill her. Right. <laughs> and then Diego goes, her blood got in my mouth and all of my face. We're supposed to kill her in the bathtub. And then, yeah, they, yeah. And, and they, the blood I, shoots all over him and he's like showering in it. And he's like moving his head around like, ah, <laughs> and and apparently uh, the houseboat, this really bitching houseboat, is uh, Nick's parents because the blood is all over the shag carpeting, and he's no, freaking out. Jimmy's parents. No, you said oh, Nick. It's Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy. Sorry, Jimmy. Her her, her boyfriend Jimmy's um, uh, uh, parents' houseboat, and Jimmy's freaking out about. <laughs> The blood because it's sinking in the shed carpet. He starts scrubbing. He goes, no, no, no. Dave was like, no, no. You can't. You don't scrub. You blot. You pat. <laughs> yeah. So, so but, in the meantime, but, but in the meantime, with all that hilarity yeah. going on, Cole is like just completely Freaking blindsided out. by this whole thing. You right. know, doesn't realize what's going on, you know. And then, of course, it turns out. Molly well, Dillon uh, signed her name to the book. <laughs> Yep, in the devil's book, and now they got to do the sac- the blood sacrifice again, blood of the in- blood of the virgin, virgin or the blood of the innocent the with mixed mixed with blood of the um, uh, the non innocent, you know that mm. whole thing. Right. And and then out of nowhere shows up uh, <laughs> Max first. Yep. Yep. All the, shirtless the, Max. <laughs> right. 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 All the um, former cult members that were dead, mm-hmm. they're now alive. They've come back as. Um, they also basic. give you, a, yeah. They also give you a brief, a brief flashback of how they died in the previous movie, so you know that they're ghosts. Right, right, right. Well, they're not ghosts, but they're like they're sort of like demonic entities that right. have come back because this is their opportunity to partake in, uh, you know, selling uh, their souls to in order to achieve the ultimate. Right, and get, you know, getting, their, getting their lives back or getting becoming being able to walk the earth again. Yeah. Uh, so basically, we're introduced to shirtless Max, played by Robbie Armel, oh. Amel, uh, the ditzy cheerleader Allison, who when she when she like stands up and like fixes her chest, it's like you can hear like like balloon sound. It's like like oh like being God. rubbed like being rubbed against a chair. Like, <laughs> and then um, and then we also get the uh, the the Asian chick Sonia. Played by yes. Hannah May Lee and and the boisterous John, played yes. by Andrew Bla- Bachelor, yeah. who's like the most like in the first movie, the most animated character in this whole <laughs> He's fucking like, movie. I'm not gonna die first. <laughs> <laughs> and so Cole is like completely blindsided by right. this whole thing. And then out of and then, but he manages to grab the um, the ice pick, and he's gonna try to defend himself. I love how Max is like, "Woo, hey, defending yourself! Ah, I like that initiative." Come on, coleslaw, come on! <laughs> come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and there's a moment where Melanie says, "We don't have time for this. Do you have the rope to tie him down?" And then of course, 
And and <laughs> the cartoon gives him gives yeah, him some Ma- rap. <laughs> yeah, Max pulls out. No, I'm sorry. Um, Nick. Uh, Jimmy pulls or out. Jimmy. Um, like like that red wrapping ribbon for Christmas. Yeah. And he throws it to Max and the Max like, what the hell is this? this? And he goes, and he goes, it's just cheaper to use this. It was close by. And, yeah, it was know. close to my house. Cause I told you to go get rope from the, you know, the harbor stores. Yeah. But the, the craft store was closer to my house. <laughs> this is fine. I love this too. It's like, as ridiculous as it is, it's like the concept of people trying to kill another individual. And yet they, it's almost like the characters can't believe that they're supposed to do, you know, satanic rituals, and right. yet they can't. The characters can't take any of it seriously in terms of how to plan it together. No, seriously. <laughs> the, the, the only one, the only one who is taking this seriously uh, is Melanie. Everybody else is like Diego and yeah. and Nick, and the, the spirit, the, the demons of the the original are, are taking it seriously, but they're also having fun with it because they just want. Mayhem and destruction. <laughs> they don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mayhem and destruction. You know all that. Th- that's stuff, number right? one, and, and saving themselves is number two. <laughs> Even though they right, say, right, right. Yeah, but go on. Yes. Right, and then uh, out of no, and then just when things are about to go south, Melanie. I'm sorry, Phoebe shows up. But and I like how she just kind of looks in and goes, "Ooh, yeah, you know, um, I'm just I'm just looking for some extra gas, but uh, whatever you yeah. guys are doing, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, and, go, go back to your cosplay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and man. then she leaves, and then Cole takes the ice pick and throws it, it, and I believe doesn't it, doesn't it hit? It um, bonks her on the head. Bon- the right. Yeah. yeah. It, it bonks her on. It makes this weird thud sound, and and Robbie on Melstrick goes. <laughs> And then, then I, uh, Cole takes up out, out the the, the, the uh, ladder, and then uh, Robbie's character uh, Max chases him up the hill or chases him up the ladder. Uh, uh, he slides down the. Uh, there's a there's an, actually a water slide, and it, which is conveniently parked right right next to the um, the jet ski, and he, he was able to get right on, and they take off. Him and uh, Phoebe, um, Cole and Phoebe take off. Yep, yep. But I love it though too. She's like, "What are you doing? Get off!" He goes, "No, go, 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 go!" And then honestly, finally she. Okay, go on. No, and then she like gasses it, and then like shoots off, and then uh, Max grabs a harpoon gun and shoots yeah. at him. And now, what goes... houseboat has a harpoon gun? <laughs> well, if you notice too, in inside the den area of the houseboat, there's like a bunch of like hooks and anchors and shit by by the wall. You know. Oh, so maybe <laughs> so he's I like mean, a fisherman I, of some sort. But yeah, I like... guess yeah. Like, but, but, but that's just agree. why. It's strange to have it right next to the water slide. <laughs> I know, unless they were like thinking, okay, he's going to escape, and then we'll just have this harpoon yeah, gun. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So Max so, has a oh, harpoon uh, gun. Yeah, go on. I'm sorry. So then, while all this mayhem is going on, uh, Cole, uh, Cole's parents are trying to like get this police officer to like fucking get <laughs> write a report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this police officer is just so uninvolved. Right. I mean, he's got his own like, issues. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at one point, he, you know, the father is like, "Hey, listen." Um, I know that you guys got to have like this, uh, you know, camera system where you can take pictures. Facial recognition, people, yeah. Facial, like, you know, Orwellian sense of, yeah. You know, he just says all this shit, right? And then what does the cop say? He says like, "Oh yeah, absolutely." You know, get I right on that. that. That's how he found out his wife was cheating on him. Yes, yes. <laughs> he, he's like, "Yeah, she was a cunt or a bitch or something like that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he says, "But hey, you know what?" Um, by this point, your son is probably kidnapped in a van, 
and he's probably dead. And if, if that's the case, it, then we'll bring ice into this. Yes. He's, he's like, if he doesn't come home within 24 hours, go home, make dinner. If he doesn't come home 24 hours, he's probably dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So the cop or, is like, or he's at the lake partying with his friends, so either way. Yeah. So the cop is so uninvolved, so <laughs> the, the mother's starting to get very worried, and, and, and he says, okay, how about this? Why don't you go home? And work on dinner, and I'll stay here, you know, divide and conquer, <laughs> and we'll, we'll, you know, if we hear anything from Cole, we'll let you know. And she goes, okay, fine, fine, but just don't, you're Smoke not going to take any weed out. He goes, no, 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 I'm not, this is finding out if Cole's okay, top priority, yes. you know. <laughs> and then later on, the, the, the he, he, he's, he's playing the Oculus, like, uh, you know, virtual video game, and right. he, he is technically not smoking pot because he's not lighting it up. <laughs> Right, right. It's secondhand smoke. But he is lighting up a bong with uh, yeah, wine. Well, it's like, okay, well, how about if I just light it and I remove the cartridge and you just, yeah, yeah secondhand smoke, yeah. And then he takes this giant, you know, uh, Ken's character, the dad takes this ginormous, like, hit. And he, he's like, you, you okay, guy? You, you, you going on tour soon? <laughs> Yeah, he's a Rolling Stone or something. The, atti the attitude of this movie is like a combination of over the top sex comedy and you know, yeah, cheesy horror. I mean, yeah. I just it, it's like well, like, you, like you were, we were we made reference to before. I, uh, it's like American Pie meets a horror movie. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, where's the wet T-shirt contest? All at, <laughs> oh, I would have loved know? that. It would be perfect yeah. right on the lake during spring break. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Missed opportunity, Mick G. Come on. <laughs> you had like fucking three writers on this thing. <laughs> Anyways, um, so once when um, Phoebe and Cole land by like the site of a, like the by a quarry or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, she's asking him, what's going on? And he goes, this is a satanic cult that's trying to kill me. And then there's like a moment where she pauses and she goes, oh, thank God. I thought it was zombies. I, I, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> zombies. <laughs> like, how would you think that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then she's like completely uninterested in helping him out. Right. Because she's got her own problems, which we eventually find out later, but we'll, we'll save it. Yes. So she leaves him and she comes across this this creepy fisherman who, by the way, has a car with right. a surfboard on it. <laughs> right. And, and he says, oh, and he says, oh, my wife is out uh, getting extra firewood. firewood. Yeah. She'll be back soon <laughs> or yeah. something. So she, sits there, so she sits there next to him to get warm. And then she's like, um, oh, it? and he's playing the, the banjo. Uh, yeah, the banjo, a music cue from Deliverance. Right, right, right. It's like all, all, all the clues come together. The stars come, the stars align that this dude is not the no good. Yeah. He's, and, like, he's like, do you like fish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's finally, like, he's sure, like, sure, it's okay. And you like snapper? Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, okay, you know what? I gotta leave. No, no. First, she. Goes, oh no! no when first, will your wife be back? And he goes, well, I'll tell you the truth, I don't have one. No, 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 no. She goes, when do you think your wife will be back? He goes. I don't know. She left 10 years ago. <laughs> ah, that's right. He does say that. So then he's, he's going to try to sexually assault her. And all right. of a sudden Cole, Cole shows, shows up, up out of nowhere. It starts talking about goes, some more. <laughs> yeah. And then the guy is like, can you leave? And he goes, no, no. And he grabs, he grabs Phoebe. And they run off. And what Cole did is while he, before he came up, he tied the guy's shoes, shoelaces together. Yes. 
Right. Yeah, and, and the guy tries to run and he trips over. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, God damn it! <laughs> no one tries to do this to me, or whatever. That. And he pulls, the, pulls the knife out and cuts the laces. <laughs> right, but then who shows up to kind of um, kind of save the day? But with a flamethrower of all things, yes, Sonia. And he shoots a. I love what she says. She says, "Not on my watch, but rapist." rapist. <laughs> but then it's like, but if he's doing something evil, wouldn't you like be on that side? <laughs> Well, I guess even demonics, <laughs> even demonic souls or whatever have, have uh, you they know, have, yeah, standards. They have standards, We'll kill you, but we're not going to fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, by the yeah. way, that was hilarious, though. I'm, I'm sorry, not, I know we're going to backtrack you, but uh, what's her face? Um, uh, Bella Thorne's character. She's like, we're going to fuck you, Cole. And everybody's like, look, it's like, we're going to fuck you up. <laughs> Yeah, like what? Really? We're gonna fuck, fuck up? It's like no, no, no. We're gonna fuck you up. Yes, like, but, but okay. Yeah, I, I that was just hilarious. But go, yeah, go on. So Sonya lights the the rapist that would be waitress on fire with the flamethrower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then and then Cole and Phoebe get in the guy's car and they they run over um Sonya multiple times. Not one. Not twice. Three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they can't kill her because again, she's like the like a demonic soul. Right. But. They crash into her against the wall, and then the surfboard on top of the car flies off and decapitates. Uh, it severs Sonia's head and then right. kills her. And it pretty much <laughs> reveals to them, okay, yeah, this is how they got to kill them. They got to cut off their heads. Right. So, but in the meantime, they hide underneath the car, mm-hmm. and uh, Melanie and um, Max. And uh, Max and Allison and John and Diego and Jimmy arrive at the scene to try to figure out how how they're going to catch them. Right. And in the meantime, there's this funny scene where where a rattlesnake goes all the way up Cole's pants. <laughs> oh, God, that creeped me the fuck out. You know, yeah, we're, but, we're talking about a horror but, movie, but that was the that was very cringy for me. <laughs> oh, very creepy. But it was funny because they're, because Cole's like, there's a snake. And then, and then Phoebe's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Just let it go up your pants. Just let it go. Yeah, it's like resting right on his chest looking at him. <laughs> right, right, right. But then he he quickly grabs it and then manages to like throw the no, snake she, aside. She, she, Phoebe grabbed it off. Of, he was about oh. to strike, and Phoebe grabs it in mid-strike and uh, yes. holds it by the neck. And uh, this alerts, um, uh, well, what's her face? Um, Diego, I believe. Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's Diego Bella Thorne or Die- I mean, what's Bella Thorne's character's name? The the ditzy uh, Allison. 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 So it alerts Allison and Melanie and all. So so basically, it's Nick and it's Diego that go look at the car, and Diego uh, crouches down, and uh, Phoebe throws the snake at Diego. Diego freaks the fuck out as no- normally anyone would, and they're able to escape because it was the snake that made the noise. <laughs> right, right, right. And then so they're trying to escape. And then eventually Allison catches up to them and, and oh yeah, she's going to, Oh no, they see a rabbit. And then the, and then so Cole, <laughs> and see a cute rabbit. And then all of a sudden it gets blown to bits, bits. by, uh, yeah, literally bits by, uh, by Allison and her silver 45 gun that she's yeah. got in her hand. And then there's like a moment where like a baby deer shows up <laughs> and then right. she shoots that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you're going to cry for Bambi. <laughs> right. Right. So she's going to try to shoot them. But then, uh, 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 uh Cole and Phoebe convince slowly convince her, but Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
why don't you rescue us? And then you become famous, and then you become a newscaster, a jur- just a like you wanted to be. Yeah, just like Geraldo. <laughs> just like Geraldo, and she's close to believing them, but then they get the drop on her, and then they run away, and then they come across like this crevice. Yes, that they that they that Cole and Phoebe fall into, right. and then suddenly Allison falls into it, but then she gets stuck, and her head gets stuck. <laughs> yeah, she, she's caught by between her chest and her head because she's got big old yeah, boobies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. And then they, they, for some reason, they decide they're going to try to pull her through because she's well, crying for help. But then they just, they just cut her head off. Right, right. And th- and then and then she, her head is hanging there, and then a big boulder falls on her dead body, her lifeless body. <laughs> Splat. And, and so it's and like, like with, with, maybe she could be alive. Nope. <laughs> but I love it though too how it's framed. It's like it's like this wide shot and right. it's like the body's lying there. And Cole and Phoebe are like on the left side of the frame. Right. And then they're they're kind of like breathing a sigh of relief, and then all of a sudden that rock just comes down. Like it's like out of a Looney Tunes. I was I, I was just gonna say a Roadrunner cartoon, yes. <laughs> it would be even better if it was like it, it, it like fell and you heard beep beep. And it's like, oh my god. <laughs> well, they might not have the uh, rights to that. <laughs> the Looney Tunes. <laughs> oh, whatever. But anyways, so then Warner Brothers is with HBO Max. Come on, it's Netflix. Right, right. <laughs> so they make so Phoebe and Cole make it to a dock, and they see um, a boat on there, and they're gonna try to leave the boat. Then some some angry dude shows up and says, "Hey, what are you doing with my boat?" That's my that's my rental. That's my rental. That's my rental. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he gets killed by uh, by Robbie Amell, uh, Max's character. No, no. No, Max and um, and uh, John. Right. So they take off. Max, of course, there's a there's a dinghy, there's a rubber um, uh, dinghy co- connected to the. Um, it's 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 for it's for tubing, yes. Yeah, for tubing, yeah. Yeah. And Max jumps on it, and he follows them, and he's like pulling the rope up, and so what they decide to do is they decide to stop the boat, and. Max gets on the boat, mm-hmm. and and Phoebe has silly string, and she yes. pulls silly string out. And out Max, of all things, Cole's has is, is rubber silly string and a lighter. <laughs> yeah, but of this, course, night, this, string, night, this night was supposed to go so much differently. <laughs> yeah, but silly string happens to be flammable, so right. when they spray the silly string on Max's face, they light him up, and he falls into the water. So, Correct. but it doesn't kill him. So then what they do is they turn the propeller on and Max gets dragged underneath the propeller and it cuts his face and it kills him. And you know, right. that's about it. Yes. That's, so that's his death sequence. Meantime, John is like completely worried about this because he <laughs> thinks, you know, he, he, he knows what does he surmise? He surmises that because Cole is now fighting back that it's not. Yeah. Be he, he, yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's not, he's not a baby anymore. He's a grown man. I'm going to kill him like a man. Whack. Whack, whack, like smacking his butt, like, like it was so much easier. We just killed him, when, you know, you know, two years ago <laughs> when he was a baby, right? <laughs> right, and then of course, uh, Jimmy and Boom Boom, oh, no, I'm not Boom Boom, Jimmy and, and Diego, Diego have pretty much decided, you know what, this uh, devil worshiping thing ain't going to be happening, so uh, we're going to go home. Well, no, no, first <laughs> Diego says, it's like, do you think we'll be able to wrap this up? But you know pretty soon because we've got an escape room you know at noon with so-and-so and we have to get there 15 or an hour or 15 minutes before him to sign in <laughs> right 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 but melanie of course uh drops some bad news on him that once when you put your name in the in the uh the the devil book the devil's book yeah you gotta do what you have to, it has to be done or you're gonna 
well, you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, or you're gonna be sent to hell, which is what happens to uh, to uh, Diego and Jimmy. You're right. They just <laughs> they just burst into nothing, you know. Burst into flames and like get sent to hell. So. And, and, and then she turns to John, and John's like, "Yeah, I, my feet are firmly planted on this earth. I want to finish this because I need to go to the strip club and see like cinnamon or something like that." <laughs> Oh man! So in the so so in the meantime, um, um, I'm trying to think for a second. Yeah, no. In the meantime, Cole and Phoebe end up at uh, Phoebe's uh, family's cabin out right. in the wo- uh, out in the woods, quote yeah. unquote. Yes, a and... cabin in the woods. Nothing's wrong there. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. As Cole makes mention, but when you get there, it really isn't in the woods. It's on top of a hill. There's no trees around. Oh, yeah, so yeah. The... There's no trees around there or anything. It's on top of a hill. But and... I, I, but I love the cabin in the woods reference and the Evil Dead reference. So yes. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, of course, nothing bad's going to happen yeah, out there. You yeah. know, <laughs> it's a cabin in the woods. <laughs> but anyway. And... And then Melanie manages to contact uh, Cole's father and Juan and tell them, you know, make up a story like, oh, no, something's happening out here. Uh, we've had too much to drink. Easy. Yeah, we, we, we had too much. Yeah. We've had too much to drink. And Cole is, is, is not doing well, basically. Right. So, so. so, of course, you know, Juan and uh, Archie on the way <laughs> while they're completely high at one point. <laughs> The, the uh, Archie's wife calls. And right. She's like, are you high? And he's like, no, 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 no. no. We're going no. through a tunnel. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, uh, Juan hangs the phone up and he goes, I probably shouldn't have done that. No, I probably shouldn't have done that. Well, well for, first he thinks he hangs up and she goes, I'm still here, asshole. Yeah. And then he hangs up for a second uh, time. He's like, did you just hang up on my wife? He was like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. You better call it back. Yeah. <laughs> but so, so after that whole thing, uh, they're on their way to to get coal, right? And uh, what happens is that uh, Phoebe reveals that uh, you know she quote unquote killed her parents, or she feels responsible for right. killing her parents. On a on a, um, I guess she was in a car with her babysitter, right? And they crashed into her parents' car while they were like coming to and fro. Yeah, and they 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 like collided over the side of a cliff. Of course, the way how they show it. It's almost like, well, if that happened, Phoebe would have been dead in that uh, in that um, car crash as well. But mm-hmm. uh, it turns out there's more to this than meets the eye. Mm-hmm. And then um, Phoebe, uh, Phoebe was basically brought here to this cabin because she found in her locker a uh, a stuffed uh, rabbit with mm-hmm. um, with a um, a key to the cabin mm-hmm. and. Um, so, like a um, fortune cookie thing lodged in the 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 eye of uh, the, the stuffed no, rabbit, right? That had numbers on it, which they don't know what it means yet. Mm-hmm. But they discover that the numbers are the uh, code of a hidden safe that has weapons in the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> Convenient. <laughs> Convenient enough, yeah, it, because it served as a warning that. Um, you know, uh, Melanie and her demonic friends are going to come after and kill them. So, mm-hmm. so in the meantime, Melanie and John are at the cabin, and then um, Archie and Juan show up, and they try to coax them out, and they come out with guns, <laughs> and eventually, um, John gets killed. Right, he gets killed with right. the chandelier, the antler chandelier. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it like lands on his head and kills him. 
Right. <laughs> if, if, and, and, and a very almost like Three Stooges kind of goofy way. <laughs> I mean, this right. whole movie's goofy, but it is definitely the goofiest. <laughs> and you would think that after that would happen, um, you know. Well, it freaks out Juan. It freaks out uh, the uh, Cole's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would think the Cole, Cole's father would be very, 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 very concerned about this, but he's just worried about calming him down. <laughs> right. And oh, his car. And, right. Uh, in the meantime, so uh, Archie chases out Cole to catch him. Right. And in the meantime, uh, what does is, what is Melanie do to her dad? <laughs> oh, she, she like breaks his feet. Oh, no, she, she kills him, right? Oh, she, yeah, yeah, but she kills him, but then... You know, he's like, you know, you're you're grounded from after stealing my car. Then she right. cuts off his one arm. Right, right. then she cuts <laughs> off the other one, and then he, she just stabs him. <laughs> right, right. But he says something like, no. he cuts off his one arm, and then he goes, and no, he says some other thing that she's not allowed to do. Uh, and, 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 no, and, and no Instagram, no social media for a week or something. <laughs> right, forget. right, right. And then she cuts off his other arm, and he's like, ah! <laughs> and right. she stabs him. <laughs> yes. And Juan is gone. <laughs> Oh, and mean, so, but meanwhile, Cole's dad has no idea. He thinks he thinks Melanie is 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 the angel here. She like she's not she's not uh, the bad person or the bad guy. Yeah, right. So yes, so uh, but so so Archie manages to calm Cole down, and he takes him with him. Mm-hmm. He's gonna take him back home. Well, she he drugs him too. He's like, buddy, I believe you just. Come oh here yeah, yeah. Go. He drugs him. Yeah, yeah. he just conveniently yeah. pulls out a hypodermic needle and right. like drugs him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then mm-hmm. takes him. And then in the meantime, uh, Melanie manages to abduct uh, Phoebe, right? And bring her bring her to this grotto that has like, <laughs> like, 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 like wooden chairs and uh, right. you know, like tiki torches being right. used and stuff like that. And like three or four of these like things made to honor uh, the dead or whatever it is. Like these like. I wouldn't know what they almost like uh, totems almost for the for the for Robbie or for Max and um, and uh, so, uh, Sonia, but we don't yeah, know they, that yet. They, despite the fact that they're technically dead, they come back again. Right for one final scare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. But anyways, so um, while Archie is filling up his car with gas, I'm sorry, not with gas, um, electricity because yeah, it's an electric it. car. Right, and even Archie's like, God damn it electric car jesus christ you know anyways cole wakes up and then he he locks the doors and proceeds to drive the car away (laughs) right very slowly (laughs) slowly very slowly because and arch i love it too archie's like okay cole can you unlock the door unlock the door please cole no don't get in the don't get in the driver's side he's almost almost telling him what to do (laughs) yeah yeah. he's like don't get in the driver's side no don't 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 start up don't drive away don't drive away don't drive away and he drives away he's like ah damn it he drove away (laughs) (laughs) so cole manages to quickly find the area where all this is happening right and by quickly i mean like he drives off and then we get this wide shot and then cole shows up right like we don't even know where he parks the car. Or anything. He just like <laughs> walks in, like, "All right, you want me? Here he's, I am." He's on the Sac- beach somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He walks up. He goes, "You want me? Sacrifice me. Here it is." And then, but let her of- go. Yeah. Right, right, right. And then, out of the water emerges. Dun dun who- dun! B dun, of dun, all people. B. Yes, played by Samara Weaving from the first movie. I she love her. Emerges- oh, yep. she's so pretty. Oh, yes, she emerges from the water. And 
and I love, and, and again, talk about a hysterical payoff. Now, Cole keeps thinking these characters are just going to kill him and take his blood. Mm-hmm. But then what do they do? They stick him a, 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 a run-of-the-mill needle, draw some blood, and then let him be. <laughs> Not, yeah, they don't well, kill like, him. thank you, on our way. And it's, <laughs> and it's a hysterical payoff because right. had, had he just allowed him to do that in the first movie, <laughs> he would have probably have been okay. Right. <laughs> How but, much uh, is your life really going to change? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they mix Cole's blood with the blood of the tainted or whatever because he's the virgin, right. you know, quote, quote. And they all pass the, the bowl around with the drink. Yep, they take a sip. And they're, all, and they're all drinking except a bee. And then they're, and I like it too. They drink it and then they go, do you feel anything? Is anything happening? Do you no. feel like, do you feel different? And and then suddenly they're like, oh, I do feel a little warmer. And oh, then I'm hot. <laughs> and, hot. and then all of a sudden they're being like, like dissolved because as it turns out, Cole's blood is not virgin because anymore, not Be- anymore because why he got laid, <laughs> he got laid. He and Phoebe made out while they were hiding in the uh the at the the in the cabin <laughs> right <laughs> so not virgin territory anymore so all oh, all the demonic characters including melanie uh, die mm-hmm. i love when uh, john he's dissolving and he goes i accept jesus christ this as is my savior. lord and savior <laughs> oh my like, god it's like too, a little too late there johnny <laughs> <laughs> trying to get that last hail mary in right before the the, the end credits <laughs> right 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 and then they all dissolve. And then, of course, the whole thing was like some elaborate plan set up by uh, B because mm-hmm. she didn't want Cole to get killed or be sacrificed. But now that uh, everything is said and done, she has to drink the blood so she can, you know, right the wrong, you know, right the wrong. So she does. And then she quickly gets engulfed into the ground. Right. And then Archie shows up and he witnesses the whole thing. He's like, you're telling the truth, Cole. <laughs> Yeah, you know the truth the whole time. Like, it took all this to finally believe him. But so. it, sh- it should be noted why that Phoebe, that uh, B was also Phoebe's babysitter as well. Right, right, and, right, right. And that uh, what had happened was that we mentioned that, you know, Phoebe should have died too, and she was in critical condition. But the, the whole story, we go back, we kind of do a little bit of retconning here, is that B sold her soul to some demon nurse. Yeah, that just came to, out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, she's. I would do anything for her to 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 save this little girl's life. You mean anything? Yeah, yeah. Sell yeah. your soul to me. So that's so basically, it's bringing the whole story full circle. And yes, yeah, I, and I kind of like that because you know, for a moment there, I was like thinking, so is this just some like, you know recap of trying to kill this kid or at least try to get his blood right and it turns out there's another ulterior motive going on here that uh, actually serves a purpose so i was right. very surprised by that too i mean it, it's it's uh it's not it's not very elaborate but it's it it, 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 it does add some interesting closure to the concept here's the thing is we, we kind of we've, we've, we've talked about this before we don't need a lot for a horror movie we just need yeah we don't a, a, a little exposition we don't we don't need to have like a Big drawn out backstory, but just just little nuggets here and there. It's fine, right? right a right. minute to two minutes, not a big thing. But right. and, and I love how it ends, though. So basically, now Cole has got a girlfriend, and it cuts to Cole in the uh, the doctor. What was his name again? The Carl. the doctor. 
Dr. Big, Carl's Big office. Carl. <laughs> yeah, Big Carl. And he's just sitting there and he's got like his, uh, he's, you know, Cole's got like dark sunglasses on. And he's, he's like, look, got, at you, look at you, Tom Cruise motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got like his, 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 the, 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 the jacket, um, the folded part of the jacket pulled up almost like, you know, how right. they used to do back in the eighties with the, 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 the torn up, the, the turn up collar. Right. Pop that collar, son. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. And he's there. And then that's how technically I believe the movie ends. It's just, it right. kind of ends with a slightly happy ending. Right. Although another post credit sequence, we do get a shot of the dreaded uh, devil's book in the, uh, in the dirt slowly opening up as if indicating it's not quite over yet, but for now it's over. Yeah. And, and if it comes back, we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll review another one, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do it again. You know, here's the thing is Netflix movies are very hit and miss with me. Um, yeah. I, I, now I will say that the babe, the, the two babysitter movies are part of the, 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 the good original Netflix series, uh, Netflix original yeah. movies. Now they have, they have had a lot of success in this, in the television series, but in my opinion, not so much the movies. So, I mean, I liked, I liked the, the, these two movies and I liked the Christmas Chronicles and I liked, um, there's a new movie just, just came out called the Adam project with Matt, with Brian Reynolds and it's got Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner in it. And that's a, a really kind of cute, like sci-fi family film. Uh, with with, yeah. with 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 doing with uh, uh, family and and um, that, almost like a Back to the Future vibe, it, but also Star Wars in space. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff in that movie. So, like, I want to say definitely top ten Netflix movies. So for the for those for those two movies for me at least, um, I guess we go with our final uh, uh, ratings. Thumbs up, thumbs down from you, Chris. Uh, you know what? I enjoyed it. I mean, it, it, so I will do- totally give it a thumbs up. I will totally recommend it. It's like I said, it is what it is. It's yeah. I mean, it's not better than the first movie, but oh, no. it, it was still enjoyable for yeah. what it was. You know, silly fun. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Slightly, yeah. slightly lighthearted. If you like your demonic um, Satanist <laughs> stories, that that direction <laughs> with a side of tongue in cheek. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, very. <laughs> but you know, I also want to say this real quick that I really love the Mortal, Mortal Kombat like video game graphics between Phoebe and Melanie in their final scene. I thought oh, that God. was hilarious. <laughs> Finisher. I was by that too. I'm like, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, you see, you see the power bars of the characters. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, three fight sequence. Right. I would have. I thought it would have been funnier if they did it like a like that fast moving like kung fu shit, right. <laughs> where it's all editing and everything, and it's right and flying on high wires and stuff, you know. But I no, I mean that scene. I was like, oh my god, this is. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I... Aces for me. I'm like, so uh, much like you. Uh, I love the original. This was this was good. It was it was very good in my opinion. Not as good as the original. The original is always I'll always have a special place in my heart. Um, so I, I definitely give it a thumbs up. You give it a thumbs up. Uh, I've got just four fun facts for this movie. Um, number one, Cole looks significantly older than in the original, even though the events take place two years later. That is because even though the original was released in 2017, the film was filmed in 2015. The Babysitter Killer Queen was released in 2020 and filmed in late 2019. So mm. that's why Cole is, they make a few references to Cole you know, looking older and, you know, being bigger <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have to really pay attention to it because I've, I've seen the movie, I think, three times now. And I just watched it recently. I just watched it this morning. So <laughs> um, and I picked up on that. Uh, number two, when Phoebe sits down at the desk next to Cole, you can see her tattoo of a black cat on her left wrist. 
B has the same tattoo on her right wrist. So that comes back into ah, play. Yeah. Okay. Now I noticed that tattoo, but I didn't really quite get right. the connection yet. So, now that you've mentioned so that. Even, even maybe on a subconscious level for Cole, even if you recognize the tattoo, he, he's drawn to that because B had probably similar. He probably saw B's tattoo in the previous film and was kind of drawn to that kind of same mysterious, sexy, you know, vibe out there. Uh, yeah. So number three, there are several. Um, there are several of Terminator references throughout the film. Phoebe and Cole use Terminator 2 Judgment Day as a reference point, and Melanie states that Cole is a Terminator fan and will be back. The babysitter, <laughs> the babysitter, and Terminator series both feature the original antagonist returning as a protector of the main character in the sequel. And also, McGee also directed Terminator Salvation from 2009. So there you go. Um, so at, uh, at the end of the movie, when the members of B's group are about to die, the company music is killer queen by queen. In the babysitter, as Cole prepares to dispatch B, the music played We Are the Champions, also by queen. So there is your <laughs> queen reference. Um, so as I mentioned, thumbs up. Great deal of fun. Now as good as the original. Um, so I guess for next month's episode, do you want to tell listeners what we'll be doing next month, or do you want to keep that a secret? Oh, uh, or... well, let's keep that a secret still, you know? I mean, we do have one coming up, so... I, 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 I'm on the verge of telling, but we're just getting in the final pieces, so... Right, uh, right, right. So... It's still under construction, so... Yeah. yeah. So, Chris, do you have anything else you'd like to add before we bounce out of here tonight? Well, uh, well, no, Tim, actually, before I do, I was going to say, uh, is there any way you can inform our fans where uh, they can contact us if they'd like to send us an email or, you know? Sure, or... Christopher, yes. You can contact us at thathorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us a private message through our Facebook page. It's ever-growing by the day. Thank you, Christopher. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and your delightful, witty little things you from time to time. Well. Well, they're not that witty, but whatever. Boobies. <laughs> okay, so what, whatever sells. <laughs> well, sex apparently. Sex and blood. <laughs> Fine by me. Yeah, anyway, so <laughs> contact us privately through our, our official Facebook page or email us at thathorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at thathorrorshow1. Or you can find me on the Slasher app at Tim, at Tim that horror guy. Or you guys can also find me on uh, Instagram at uh, that horror show podcast. So reach out and touch us, please. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, and uh, <laughs> yes, reach out and touch us. You know, don't don't get too close though. Yes. Um, no, uh, and also uh, I've said it before. I said it again um, to all you loyal listeners out there. You know, please spread the word. Uh, we've been on. We've been doing this for a quite a while we're and in our eighth season chris we've been podcasting for 10 years but i eight, know eight yeah, close to 10 yeah but i mean you know it for all you loyal listeners out there uh spread the word that we are here we still have more episodes coming down the line and uh you know tell your friends about us tell your families about us tell if you want to tell your enemies about us too you know whatever works but i mean just spread the word uh you know we've done our best and we continue to do our best uh advertising our show in whatever best way possible and we really very much would appreciate you our loyal fans to you know us uh, just tell your friends and associates about this fun little show that right. uh you enjoy and help us gain some more listeners i mean it's and it's very helpful to spread the word so right. uh yeah, and, so, and if you want to be a part of the show, that's the quickest way to be a part of the show. Send us an email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be a part of our yeah. mailroom segment. 
right, will be right, coming right. back hopefully shortly by hopefully next episode. Yep. So uh, that's all I got today, Tim. So uh, I don't know. Uh, what else do you have on your no, uh, I, mind? I, I, I was just going to add, uh, also, if you're an aspiring musician or you know someone that would possibly like to have their music featured in an upcoming episode, please also reach out to us at the same uh, email address and same Facebook page and uh, let us know and we'll send you more information. So yeah, that's, that's all I have, Chris. So for Chris Canning, I'm Tim Kaza. Thanks so much for choosing to listen to us again this month and we'll see you guys uh, next month. All right. Good night, guys. Thank, Thank you, you for listening, listening to That Horror Show, Show Podcast, Podcast Season, season eight. 8. Have, have a good night. night.